Podcast. I am one of the few people who think the Patriots are actually going to be really good this year. Let's go! Oh, God. It's me. It's Kevin Wilder. Shocker! Surprise! All right, welcome in to the Our Bill Simmons podcast. And as you guys have obviously heard by now, we got an intro song. So massive thank you to Wiser Times. He reached out to me uh, basically a while ago and said, hey, I would absolutely love to make a song for the podcast. And I said, absolutely, you know, we, we would love it. And we we um, I just gave him a few things that, I thought it would work out nicely, and it turned out basically better than ever. I, I could not stop. I almost could not stop myself from cracking up in that intro. So huge thanks to him. Um, we will have uh, Wiser Times on the pod, but in the meantime, his Twitter handle is at Wiser Times Music. Um, I'll tweet it, too, when we do this podcast. Uh, so let him know that that was a fantastic song, fantastic intro, and check out uh, the music from uh, from linked from the Twitter account. So huge thanks to Wiser Times for that song, and uh, we will have him on the pod at a later date uh, to talk about it and his interest and in, and in love for Bill Simmons. But in the meantime, we have tonight, I think, a very special episode prepared. There was a in- incredible BS Pod week that we're gonna get into with Chance from Twitter. Really pumped to have you on, man. Thanks for coming on. Anytime, man. Thank you for. Uh... Thank you for giving me the opportunity here, man. I'm very excited. This is very cool. And thank you for being the first guest to listen to that uh, <laughs> listen to that intro. I, I've played that so many times since I got just it. Just by yourself, <laughs> just by yourself li- listening to it. I'm glad I am the first one. It, it, it sounded great. It sounded perfect, actually. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the RBS pod is having a moment. We're, we're at least moving <laughs> up the pyramid here. We have intro music now, so we're, uh, we're, we're starting. But... Yeah, so we, I, I think we had a plan for this pod, and then Mike Rubin happened. Yeah. And this, this thing got it, such a reaction. It was un, unbelievable. I was shocked. So we are definitely going to get into that um, almost immediately. But I think first, why don't you introduce yourself, brief uh, history with Bill Simmons and how you found the R. Bill Simmons podcast? Um, so I am a... Uh... I'm a Bill Simmons. I, I wouldn't say lifer. I just discovered him. I'm a big NBA guy, big basketball fan, and he and that was his like shtick for a long time. Um, and so ESPN, et cetera, et cetera. Um, followed him around. Read his book, The Book of Basketball, which is just an insane read. Um, followed him to the ringer, obviously. Um, and then I discovered this this your Reddit page and your your corner of the internet here. Um, and I think the one, the one, um, I forget what you did. You did, I think it was an emergency reaction pod. I think you were driving in your car and oh, that's you, great. your exact words are like, I didn't want to record today, but Bill Simmons has given me no choice and I have to do it. And when you said that, I was like, 
that's exactly how I listen to his podcast now. I don't want to listen to him, but I feel like I have to listen to this guy because there's a decline. There's something up with him. And I found this corner of the internet to be like, there's other people who also think about this guy declining. And it's just insane. It's it's insane. And that's how I found you. And uh, I tweeted at you a couple weeks ago about a little idea that we also have for the future. And here we are now. Yeah, I, I love that. And there's really a huge community of it because people have been listening to this guy for, for so <laughs> many years now. Uh, there are a lot of lifers out there. You know, it's usually page two. Yes. The Digital City Boston people, few and far between, but page two really, and then Grantland, obviously, I think for for the generation of people that were in high school and college uh, and your first what you know office job with Grantland, people were reading that every single day. And Simmons was massive. So the the decline that we're seeing, we're doing this podcast out of love for a fallen uh, soldier here. Yeah. Yes. Bill Simmons, you know, he's rolling over in his grave, as he would say, to what the current iteration is. I think you said that one time. I think he said, we're not here to hate him. Like, we'll pick apart his takes and laugh. But like, we are here to like honor him. And it's not like he's not dead. Like he's, not, he's but like some of this stuff he says, you're just like, what happened to our guy here? Like, where did he go? And luckily, like you have created a nice little corner of the internet. I'll say it again. And it's, there's a bigger audience out there than I thought, than I thought. And I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that you thought as well. Yeah, we're we're rocking a nice uh, number of listens and followers for the pod, so that's been good. But uh, enough about me. Let, yeah. Let's get into Michael Rubin, please. I, I said it off the top, and again, we this was not on on the planned topics, but when when Bill Simmons gives you a podcast like the Michael Rubin podcast, and frankly, as we're going to get into, it wasn't even necessarily the podcast it was the reaction to the pod because bill's had on bad guests before i think the the reaction pod that i had to react to i think it was michael lombardi it was michael lombardi i think it was after the trey lance trade and you were just like somehow (laughs) you feel like there's no way any of this is true (laughs) like it was something he was just making something up about trey lance and the trade and the reporting and you were just like no like there's no way this is true what is lombardi doing here Un- unreal and frankly <laughs> i i previously thought that labardi was an okay decent guest but he's terrible guest now i think <laughs> but he's bill's, slowly dis- bill's, yeah. yeah he's disintegrating for sure i totally yeah. and and bill's so bill's got him on bill's got ringer lackeys on you know the kocs the world bill's got i think Schreger. people really dislike <laughs> nathan hubbard so Bill does have his share of unliked guests. Like we've Correct. all seen it on the, on the Bill Simmons Twitter and on the subreddit. But something about Michael Rubin really rankled everybody, <laughs> and it was universal. And the post on the sub was was that is Michael Rubin uh, the most unpopular guest the pod has ever had, and, and the answer was absolutely yes. And when we're going to go over some comments from it, but before I do that, why don't I give the floor to you? What did you think of the Michael Rubin appearance in the BS pod? So Rubin, I was aware of, I was aware of Rubin because he was, he was an owner of the Sixers and I wasn't, I didn't realize how important he was at the time of him owning the Sixers. I just thought I knew he did like sports and stuff like that. And like memorabilia, I knew about that. 
I didn't realize how big of a figure he was in the sports world. Um, and I vividly remember, I think I sent you the picture of him sitting courtside. He's with Meek Mill, Little Uzi Vert, and Big Cat from Barstool. And then he's sitting in the middle of them. And I'm like, who is this guy? He looks like a vampire, which is like, and it makes sense because like, if you listen to the pod, all he, all he, apparently all he does is work. His eyes are baggy. I didn't realize how big he was. And then I think after that, I'm not sure if that was the game when they got Meek Mill out of prison too, because they got him out of prison. And I think Ruben picked him up from prison and then dropped him off into the at the game. It was it was insane. Um, so I, I was familiar with him that, and then like gradually his name started getting bigger and bigger around the Sixers. He was a part owner. Um, he was big with the Harden stuff. There was there was um there was a uh, a theory that he helped uh, give Harden money with the contract last year too, which I thought was interesting. He was like giving out fanatic money to him, which is something I heard. Um, and then the summer white party popped up and I was like, mm. this is, this is the big, this must, this guy is absolutely massive. And obviously we can start talking about the pod because Bill, Bill calls him the biggest, the most important man in sports. Did you hear that? I, mean, he... I, I wouldn't be surprised because Bill <laughs> likes to talk in hyperbole, and I, I would say that Ruben is decently important. The, but he, I think he said he's the most important per. I'll have to. We can go through the Reddit page. Somebody's going to edit this and be like, he didn't say that, but he says something along the lines of, "He's the biggest man in sports," which is I didn't know that. Like I, I had no idea this guy was considered the biggest man in, in sports. Just um, you know, Roger Roger Goodell's number two. Right? <laughs> right. Roger Goodell, I guess LeBron James doesn't count anymore, or Patrick Mahomes, like these guys that can like move a league around and like whatever they say goes. But I guess you, you they have to take a seat. Michael Rubin is here because if you if and he's the king, he's the white party guy. He knows all these people. He works really hard. He told you he works hard. Um, yeah, it was it was an interesting conversation. Um, he can't read. I didn't understand. I don't know what that was about. He said he can't read. He said he hasn't read a book since ninth grade. I don't think that's true because he's the most important man in the world. And he's this businessman. I, it was a lot to take in. Um, what about you? What did, what did you think? What do you got? Yeah. I mean, my, first of all, I definitely didn't think it warranted the extreme reaction. Correct. Because I didn't. And, and frankly, if you're asking me, would I rather have Bill speak with Michael Rubin who comes on the pod maybe once every two years to talk yes. about the updates at fanatics and the sports world and whatnot, or would I, would I rather have another ringer lackey talking NBA? <laughs> Give me Ruben any day of the week, even if I hated the segment, it's at least something to it's laugh about and, yes. and experience the Bill Simmons expiring contract in full parody mode with ringer <laughs> Bill in 2023. But in terms of the substance of the interview, yeah, we uh, some of the stuff he talked about we've heard before. Uh, I agree. You say some of it was, wasn't as interesting, and he declined to answer some questions. But I did think the baseball card discussion and the card discussion, very interesting. Same. So that, that's I, a big business. Aware. Were, were you aware of those patch cards? I was not aware of the patch cards at all. I had no idea he was doing that. And I had no idea that he like there was a fanatic app that he was kind of like coming up with where everything's going to be on there, like streaming, gambling, cards, everything was going to be on that app. I thought that was pretty interesting. I didn't, I've never heard that before. I didn't know he was coming up with that. So, yeah, he was an, a very yeah, to your point. Like, I don't know where this hate all came from. Maybe we're missing something. 
Well, let's get into that because I do think we are missing something now. Before, actually, before we get into that, have you used Fanatics? I have not used Fanatics, but the only thing I've heard about Fanatics is how poorly the delivery service is. I heard it's an absolute, it's terrible. Oh, so delivery as opposed to products. Yeah, but maybe the products too, but the delivery is the one I always hear about. With the, um, the Philly Kelly Green ones, people still haven't gotten them, apparently. Like, and it's been like a month. It's been like a month and apparently, apparently it's just, it's just bad. Wow. Okay. So that's bad because, okay. So I, <laughs> so I think that's for the audience here, because we are going to get people that are listening to this. Yes. The haters out there, people listen to the podcast. Um, we are, we are going to get listeners to this that are like, I can't believe these guys. Like, how are these guys not destroying Ruben on the pod as of now? Look, we can get there. Yeah. But but the context for the listeners is that both me and you have not used Fanatics ourselves. Correct. So we, we can look online, but it hasn't happened to us. Now, it's not that we can't take their perspective and the facts and say that that's really, that's really too bad, that it's a terrible company. But we have not had firsthand experience. Now, having said that, when Bill had the pod, like people came out of the woodwork and, tra- and trapped <laughs> Fanatics, but for good reason. There's an account called Fanatics Sucks. I'm trying to have that guy on that. the podcast. I saw that. And the, the account has 10,000 followers. It is simply dedicated to all the times <laughs> Fanatics fucks up. And apparently they fuck up a lot. It's so funny that he found like he found you. And I think I saw your exchange today and he was very adamant about this. And I, and I it was it was interesting. I really hope he comes on because I would love to hear more about fanatic sucking. I had no idea it was this bad. Yeah. Uh, and, and apparently people say the the quality is terrible. There is often you know, basically if you're spending the, the the comments would be if you're spending 200 bucks for a jersey the idea is that the quality is less than 50 buck Alibaba knockoff jersey. <laughs> and if for anyone who's listening, like just literally type in Fanatic Sucks to Twitter and it will just be endless picture after picture of awful <laughs> Fanatics uh, content. There was one that had uh, Michael Jordan, but 22 is the number. <laughs> <laughs> How did that happen? I don't know. There was something where somebody ordered like a, a well somebody ordered a 2x uh jersey and then when they washed it it was underneath a 3x tag so something like that happened um there's ones where the logos are upside down there's there's just so much stuff there so look like i i, I get it i would hate fanatics if i wanted to buy sports products and it didn't work so that is real to me I but agree. Yes. i i think that then compounded with a very deep hatred for Ruben the man <laughs> to then lead into this bonanza of commentary on the subreddit and on Bill Twitter of hating Ruben and the podcast appearance. It is very interesting. And to your original point, like he doesn't get a lot of guests. Like all these people are usually it's like the recycled people and it's these same lackeys who are just agreeing with everything he's saying or bringing nothing to the podcast. And it's not like Michael Rubin is the most interesting man in the world. But when I saw it, I was like, oh, this could be an interesting conversation here. Like, I don't know anything. I don't know a lot of, about this guy. Um, but, yeah, the backlash. I, I, I'm on Reddit now. I have six tabs up here. Um, Michael Rubin is the worst guest of all time. 
Michael Rubin, uh, has anyone been more full of shit than Michael Rubin? <laughs> it's just like, I don't know where these people came from. Like, I would love to know more. I, I'm, I'm going to, when you, if you, hopefully the fanatic sucks guy comes on here because I would love to hear this conversation. Yeah. So yeah, let's get into some of these comments. I have some of these up as well. So th this, this is a good theme. I like this theme of comment. This, this was fun. So Browns fan 2323. Who the fuck was the Ruben interview for? Why does Bill think we care about how much his company can grow? That was atrocious. And, and then the comment under that by Rosso Oro is Bill wants an invite to Ruben's party in the Hamptons next 4th of July, which RBS pod did tweet the day of the party. So that's going to happen. RBS Twitter. Well, didn't you, I think I, we were messaging and you pulled, you spotted out the fact that he's, he was at Ruben's house for the pod <laughs> on the podcast because remember on the podcast about the trading cards they they checked out some trading cards prior to the recording oh, yeah dude i'm just like picturing like he's in his like living room there's like cards everywhere and he's like oh he's like, I, I think he said like, I, I got a brady one like really cool one he's like, oh he's like i got it it's like are the car the cards are laying it was just a crazy visual of mine but yeah he was at his house like he was, he, this is, I don't, we haven't seen Bill go this far into a podcast in a while. For him to travel, that's big. B Bill does not do road pods. I mean, this <laughs> guy is so, like, I say lazy and people on Twitter and the sub, like, get mad at me. They're like, no, he's not lazy. He's, he's doing, he's, like, operating the ringer and doing Spotify stuff. Come on, man. Like, he's lazy on his, his specific podcast. Yeah, we all know he, this factual. Yes. Yes. Um, what else do you have over there? Anything else good? That Browns fan one was good. Yeah. So then um, on the so I have a, I have a bunch more. Um, but on on this particular comment, so the, again on this theme that I like, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop reading the usernames. You can go see it for yourself. So someone goes, Bill and Rosillo do a few. This is for me interviews every year. They just feel like flexes. And then combined with that, another guy, Bill threw in that he was on the tops board which fanatics bought is bill trying to pump his own bag. So yes, to, to those comments, I do agree that this, so like bill, like bill, love, I talk about this a lot in the pod with guests, bill loves Malcolm Gladwell and yes. Derek Thompson. Cause he can bounce his ideas off of them. The big ideas guy, he views Ruben as a big idea sports guy crossed with sports visionary, most important person in sports. Bill Simmons is going to love this guy. So, yes, part of the reason he has him on is because he's right up his wheelhouse, but that doesn't necessarily make him a horrible guest. Yeah. I mean, he definitely sounded prepared on the pod. Like there, like there was a good flow. It was a better flow than maybe another interview we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, I don't I, – I was a little confused though. I'm sure you caught it because there was a, a thread about this. Michael Rubin does say, Bill, who did you grow up rooting for? <laughs> and i how does he not know how does he not know that like he you, he's never he's been on the pod before you're gonna try and tell me bill didn't talk about the celtics at all he didn't know what was maybe he can't read maybe this goes back to the reading thing maybe he can't read i don't know it it was very strange but i think it was pretty good like it was a very interesting listen he's an interesting guy maybe he's not maybe i'm not interesting i don't know it's very strange Rube, I I think Ruben is a fascinating guy. I, yeah. I I think this is one of those things where Bill's like, um, he's like Dennis Rodman isn't interesting, 
No, maybe you don't like Dennis Rodman, but he's clearly interesting. Ruben building fanatics from uh, nothing to what it is today, uh, I think, deserves some kudos. Yeah, Um, absolutely. Even if the product's terrible. So I I have some stuff prepared here. I want to go over this because, um, as I mentioned to you before the pod, like as as part of what I do on a day-to-day basis for work, I don't do this podcast for work. Even though some no, no, sure. no one actually thinks I do that. I sure, 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 sure. Um, <laughs> so Fanatics, it, this was a company that, and look, the, there's plenty of issues with venture capital valuation. I'm going to be the first to say that venture vent, the venture capital index is probably down 50. percent There's a lot of companies that are 75 percent down from the valuation, but from the re- latest valuation. But Fanatics in 2017 was at a $4 billion valuation. And the most recent round, I believe, was $32 billion. So, and there's been several rounds uh, going, for, you know, there's been several rounds between that. So what, what the point here is, is that there's been significant investor interest in whatever the financials look like. So I don't think the financials are fake. I don't think it's an FTX. Obviously, if it is an FTX, then we have a problem. Uh, but other, other than that, but assuming... Assuming it's not a fraud company, there's investors <laughs> willing to say, we're putting a lot of money into this because we, we think it has potential. Now, here's the key. What were some of the founding investors even prior to that $4 billion round? So we're talking investors that got in a billion-ish, maybe even less than that, that the company's now worth $32 billion, at least on paper. It was the leagues themselves. And this is where the genius of Ruben comes in. The leagues are out there selling tons of merchandise and they, they go around. They're like, we like we're we're get, whoever's selling our merchandise is making so much fucking money. So what the league decided to do and what Ruben clearly convinced them of is to say, why don't you guys own equity in the company that is selling your merchandise? You can get paid on the licensing that that we um we pay you for, and you can also get paid through ownership in one of the fastest growing companies in VC. So that I think was the key element that, that Ruben created, invented at least for this particular uh, area. And then another, another uh, piece that he did there, actually two more. Oh, and then I'll, I'll stop because I know mm-hmm. I'm potentially You're good, man. Yeah. yeah. I, but I'm potentially annoying some people out there that don't want the finance <laughs> side. The finance side is important here, people. So keep the podcast going. Um, <laughs> two other things. Number one, the baseball cards. So Fanatics, they bought the licensing agreement from the MLB Players Association. And what the players and, and tops had it before, what the Players Association said was, we want some ownership in, the, it's kind of the same thing. Like you're doing baseball cards, you want more money. So now the MLB Players Union has ownership in Fanatics trading cards. They were able to buy tops. Same thing with this, like, is it Mitchell and Ness is the company? Um, yes, Fanatic yeah. Gave, yeah, so Fanatics gave ownership stakes into the top, like Kevin Durant and Jay-Z, and Kevin Durant and Jay-Z wear the, the um, merch, the, wear the, the uh, clothing, and they make money just by wearing the clothing because they're advertising for it. So people can hate on Ruben and for potentially having terrible products, but the concept of getting mutual ownership and and benefits from being in that relationship 
that is an outstanding business idea. Again, I'm not saying it wasn't executed well. I'm not, I'm not saying it was executed beautifully because it does sound like Fanatics has some issues. But th this is the key element I think people are missing about Ruben. Yeah, I mean, I, I, everything you just said, I'm obviously not a finance guy, but everything you said sounded very right on. And the fact that you're very passionate about it, I mean, I totally, <laughs> I totally agree. Um, yeah, I mean, to to your to to the core of Ruben, he, he sounds like a like a smart guy. I mean, even if he can't read, like he sounds like a pretty smart guy to be able to get all I guess all these teams to uh, every team to be in on his product and his idea. You know, maybe we have to order something from Fanatics to really get to the core of this and see what if the product is that bad and if the and if the delivery service is this bad for an entire Reddit world to despise the man. And, and this is what I'll get into now. So I've got this comment pulled up on, on the subreddit. Lowell at Ruben acting as if he is obsessed with improving the product slash service of Fanatics. I've never ordered from an e-commerce site that's a worse experience than Fanatics. They consistency are late with deliveries, have slow customer service, and show products as available when they are out of stock. So reasonable. that I, I would be upset if I was ordering a lot of sports jerseys and they weren't coming through like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm trying to, yeah. Uh, this one, this is a good comment. Not only do I dislike him on the podcast, I don't quite understand what the point of having him on the pod even is. Why would any BS listener care about how Ruben intends to grow his business? He's not even promoting any product in particular. They just go on about the Fanatics brand. What is so interesting about a rich guy leveraging his wealth and his connections to funnel a portion of the billions of dollars circulated in the sports market into his own pocket? I would honestly rather spend my time at the dentist. <laughs> like these people just they they can't stand them. It's so interesting. I'll have to like dive more into him. I had no idea the hatred was like this. This is uh, another one. I bought so this is an example of a product gone wrong, if we can believe this guy, which I have no reason to think that he's lying, but <laughs> I bought a I bought a Hertz jersey for 185 and it was absolutely awful. The material and cheap the material is cheap, the lettering was crooked and the fit was off. I immediately returned it and got a Kelsey jersey a Kelsey and Hertz jersey and a Smitty jersey from Alibaba for $50 total. Oh, so we had three, and the quality was better in all three. Better fabric, straight numbers, proper stitching. It's really wild that the NFL would let their merch be ruined like this. So, yeah, if if this is an issue, then that is difficult for the leagues because they own all that equity in Fanatics. So if if the situation is that there's if Fanatics is skimping on a good product because they know they have these licensing agreements locked up, that that's where I would totally say they, you know, this is not a good business dealing and Ruben is messing up. We don't know if the examples people are giving are one off or if this is very consistent. And that's maybe where I need to talk to the fanatic sucks guy to get more. Detail. <laughs> he sounds like he's on top of things. Just going through his Twitter, I have it up now. This one, the the first the first um, clip on the um, on his page is a video. Looking forward to the new fanatic slash NHL commercial. I'm not sure what that is, but then the next one is you might enjoy this Rangers hat I found in the wild. It's a New York Rangers logo, and then it says Colorado Rockies. Come on, man. Fanatics sucks. <laughs> this, oh, that does look bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, this, is, this is a good one, too, here. This is – you'll actually like this one. I don't, I don't know if you saw this one. It's just, like, a, obviously a thread. I wonder if the sub should do a BS pod guest ass, asshole bracket. Number one seeds, Michael Rubin, Nathan <laughs> Hubbard, Stephen Ruiz, Warren Sharp. 
come on, man. Rich Kleinman is the overall number one seed. <laughs> yeah, these people were just there. This is this is why this is why you made the pod for moments like this. Which is so funny because I actually didn't dislike the pod. Like I, I would love to come on here and say, fuck Ruben, that pod <laughs> was terrible. Simmons is totally washed. He's having on terrible guests. And you guys know as the listeners, if I felt that way, I would say it. Yeah. I just don't feel that way about Ruben. I was going through our messages, and the first thing I think the first thing he said was, "This is an, a different level of hatred." <laughs> <laughs> it was like pretty early in the morning too. I think it was like right when, like right when we like all woke up, and 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 you like came up and you like said like, "What is this? Is a different level of hatred?" I was like, "People hate this guy." I have an alternate take. <laughs> Yeah, so we're we're gonna like I'll put maybe like Zag in the title or description, but yeah, people, look, I, I be prepared for your Twitter. They they might be coming after you. the The fanatics mafia, the anti fanatics mafia, might be on you. So I'll I'll prepare for it. I'll help you prepare for it. But just just know that we could get a lot of those people coming at us. That's fine. That's fine. It's it's just another day. It's an, another day in the Bill Simmons the Bill Simmons Reddit world. All right. Any anything else we need to need to hit on with Ruben here? Um, I don't know. I think that was, I don't want, I don't want people to be ganging up on us here. You know, this is all for fun. You know, we're just, we're just listening to Ruben and Simmons, you know? Yeah. I mean, maybe as, as the one final comment for Ruben. So the, I'm a base, I'm a huge baseball card guy, not as much anymore, Mm -hmm. um, but I, I loved collecting them when I was a kid. And maybe a little bit older than a kid. I don't have to admit that publicly, but maybe. <laughs> maybe. Um, but I'm looking at like, so Topps Chrome is the, he talked about Topps Chrome and Bowman Chrome in the podcast. And for anybody who collects cards, you know that Topps Chrome and Bowman Chrome, at least for baseball, um, they're the top brands that you want to buy for rookie cards because the the ideal rookie card basically is like a is a refractor version of an autographed rookie card in Topps Chrome or Bowman Chrome. So I'm probably losing a lot of people, but what, what I'm saying is Ruben, <laughs> Ruben Ruben knew his shit about the cards and the and the patch cards that he talked about are in Topps Chrome. So to bring it around, Topps Chrome boxes used to cost sixty dollars. The 2023 Topps Chrome box costs 130 bucks. So, for clearly, like the they're they're able to sell higher amounts of the a similar product at double at least or more of the price. Maybe some of that is just collecting in general has gone up since the pandemic. But to me, that was sort of interesting. That like I don't think Fanatics has fucked up the sports card market yet. All right, like maybe they yeah. will. Yeah, maybe get some commenters that will say, "Yeah, I've had a terrible experience," but at least so far, it feels like they're they're doing fine with the sports cards. I agree, and I, it's a it's a it's like a. I'm not sure when he started doing it. I'm, I'm not sure if you know. It's a kind of like a good timing to your point with like the pandemic. I remember I have a huge collection of cards as well, and I just remember like I, we had nothing to do. Like, why don't we? look at these cards and see if there's any value in them. So the timing could have been perfect for Ruben to um, kind of figure this whole card thing out. But I mean, I don't know. I don't know if we should compliment him anymore. Like, I don't want people to throw cards at us or like, like order us fanatic gear that's ruined or something. I don't want to, I don't want to step on these people's feet, you know? 
Yeah, I'll do the pod with them. Um, it's it's looking like it's going to be a roundtable. These guys actually want to have Ruben on the pod, which, of course, I mean, of course I'd be down for it. I just don't think it's going to happen. But I'm going to do the pod with them. Maybe I will order something from Fanatics, and then we can have it. <laughs> you can wear it. Oh, wait, last thing. What did you think about his story when he was – his his uh, his plane story? Do you remember that one? When he said he brought Meek Mill and Robert Kraft on the plane together, and he just sat there and listened to them talk. Yeah, I mean, is, is he a bit of a name dropper? Sure. This is this is the guy that had that video about the white party, so I get it. Just an insane visual. He's like, and he's like, all they did was just ask questions back and forth, and I love that. It was just insane visual. It just my mind was going in in a hundred different directions there. All right, that reminded me of one more thing, and then we will, we will move on because we have a lot of great stuff. Okay, the one more thing. So the white party, everybody knows about it. He had the video made everybody's coming in i mean if everybody remembers that party every everybody remembers not the party everybody remembers the video of the party um like and you're like taylor rooks walking in to the party <laughs> like I, i'm sorry if you're if you're like a, a male between the ages of 16 and 45 you remember that visual of taylor rooks walking into the white party i don't don't tell me you don't you did it <laughs> um so that video was amazing and but what I think people missed about it, what what Ruben benefits from when he throws a party like that, it helps his company because, like I said, he has these these merchandising deals. If he can get got uh, top athletes and celebrities wearing those, that's great for business. He he had a uh, Greg Maffei is the the Liberty he owns. Um, he's he runs Liberty. Um, media which owns formula one so oh, wow. what, what were they talking about were they brokering deals about maybe getting fanatics with formula one merchandise who knows so he's having on the he's having in athletes uh celebrities entertainers and then big business big wigs all together and probably at, he, they're at least getting relationships where they can then broker deals later and i think that's what people missed because it's not just a party to have fun by people having fun at the party, then that helps Ruben build out his business for the future because it's in so many things. So yes, it was a fun party, but it actually has a a business point, which a lot of people didn't want to admit when they watched it originally. Yeah, it, it sounds like he just like spreads out his like tentacles and just grabs everybody he can and puts them in there and sees what comes out of it. I think if Bill makes the guest list next year, <laughs> this pot your podcast will explode. Like I would need he would need to record from Michael Rubin's house. I wonder who like he would he who would his plus one be? Like there's just so there, I just have so many questions about that. But yeah, this was a it was an interesting interview and the backlash we will remember forever because it was insane. I think it'll we'll, we'll even get more after our podcast drops. I'm actually hoping that someone makes a thread on our Bill Simmons <laughs> commenting on our conversation we just had about Ruben. <laughs> it's possible. It's possible. It really is. Yeah. All right. So we, we will wrap up there and let's let's. So this is still BS current events, which usually don't take this long, but let's get into guest lines this week because this was another one and, and any other week, this would have been a huge deal. Um, People really didn't like Guest the Lines this week. And, and I've been someone who 
I consistently say, you know, guest lines has fallen off. It's not as good now. Um, but I, I want to get your take before we dive into some of the uh, the issues the listeners had. So what what did you think of this one specifically? And then maybe also kind of give, give your thoughts on how, how the 2023 version is compared to previous years. Well, my broad thing about Guess the Lines now is they release the pod Sunday night Pacific Coast time. He always says. So that means we get it on Monday. Why are they still guessing gambling lines that are already out? Like some of these lines for the next games, they're out as soon as the game, as soon as the Sunday games end, you get the lines for the week ahead. Why are these two people still guessing the lines? And then why, why do they get so upset when, like, when I think there was an instance where Bill caught Sal cheating. He caught, he caught him cheating with guessing the lines and they got like, they didn't get seriously mad because they've been doing it for however long. Um, but that blows my mind just like they're still doing this um but yeah guess the lines it's a rough listen the entire recap is very very rough the um the big one was the eagles dick comparison (laughs) i I, I didn't know where he was going with that and obviously cousin south he doesn't say anything for a little bit and he says it's like oh he did like 10 inches and then we haven't seen the full thing yet and i i posted in the reddit and i was like what is this? Who is this guy? What does this mean? Um, Cause Bill's obviously a big boogie nights guy. Like why couldn't he just say Dirk Diggler and everybody would have understood the comparison and the, comp- I forget, I forget what the guy's name was either. And it was an insane, the guy literally, he explained it to me. He, yeah, Milton I, Burrell, yeah. he explained to me like perfectly. It could have been Milton. <laughs> it could have been him. Um, where is it? I can't find it, but I, I thank the guy for his explanation. I said, thank you for your service. Like, this really helped me <laughs> with the visual. Um, but yeah, there's a big issue too. Well, there wasn't, that comment was just insane. I think people had an issue. He was, he was saying a lot of wrong things about the Baltimore Ravens. That's right. Um, and Ravens, the Ra- Ravens flock came, came at him hard. And with, with, they should, because a lot of what he was saying wasn't true. Like this has been a very good franchise for uh, as long as I can remember a couple down years here and there, but for the most part, it's been a very good AFC team, a team that has played the Patriots. And I don't know what he – I. this goes back to, I think, a couple of theories. Like, he doesn't watch the NFL or he's watching it. He says he watches on, what, four screens? I don't think that – there's no way that's true. There's no way that that's true. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to find some more comments. What did you, you think? Yeah, so so I had I had two main takeaways beyond what, what you mentioned. Um, but briefly on, on the Ravens. Yeah, they they came out hard, and you, you'll get some comments there, I'm, I'm sure. But they they were not happy. Now, Bill's been making mistakes like this for years now, but I'm I'm happy it, it came out, and people were mad about it. But so the the two things that caught me, um, number one, Bill acting as if tossing the car keys is this thing that co- commenters in general talk about, Br- bro. You're the only fucking guy who's ever talked about it. This is you. This is your thing. Are you forgetting this? Are you brain dead? Are you losing your mind? What is going on, man? Yeah, yeah. He and like he dropped it like he yeah. To your point, like he didn't create it. Like he dropped it like he like I don't even know what it was like. It it just it glossed over everybody else, and it it didn't gloss over us. It didn't gloss over you. Um, yeah, that's it was insane. 
It's it's up there with what's his new what I don't know if it's new I can't remember the chainsaw and the jacuzzi. Oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he keeps upgrading it now. <laughs> I don't know which one I like more. The chainsaw and the jacuzzi is you can it, it can mean anything. <laughs> it could mean anything. It's it's insane. But yeah, the the car keys one was a lot to take in. It's just it was insane. And then what was your second one too? Um, I'll get to the second, but first for the chainsaw. So basically, we've got <laughs> sorry, <laughs> we've got ch- chainsaw in the bathtub was the OG chainsaw, and th- this was like a big 2021 thing. I think like he was obsessed with this. He he now rediscovered it. It was originally this year chainsaw in the hot tub, but but now it's chainsaw in the whirlpool. <laughs> he keeps upgrading it each time. We're gonna get. We're gonna get. He's gonna bring up the ocean for like something's gonna happen to the Celtics, and it's like this is a chainsaw in the Pacific Ocean. Something along there, like something with the chainsaw will sink the Titanic. The chainsaw will go into the ocean. Some sort of chainsaw is coming, coming. Chainsaw oh my God. in the tsunami. <laughs> chainsaw in the whirlpool is great. That's so funny. But now, see, so this isn't. I'm curious your thoughts on this because I've debated this internally, um, maybe with other people. I don't know, but. I won't reveal that either, but I've debated it so stupid, but I've debated this. Um, so what what's worse? Because, okay, a chainsaw in a whirlpool in a hot tub, obviously the, the water is already going pretty, pretty fast, right? Yeah. So that's why I kind of feel like chainsaw in the bathtub is the most intense one because <laughs> you're hitting water that is still <laughs> – so my off base there, like, is the is the bathtub actually the most aggressive one? I'm just trying to think of what's the quickest one you can get out of. Like, if you are in the bathtub and you see somebody tossing <laughs> you think in, you're in it, <laughs> who's in it? Bill's. It sounds like Bill's in it because it's like the worst is coming on him and like he can't escape it. <laughs> That's the pick that I'm thinking. Like things are like going out of control. I don't know. Maybe it's the maybe it's the bathtub. I don't know. See, I I, I've always pictured it like, like <laughs> randomly, a chainsaw just flies in from nowhere and hits a bathtub, and then it's like, oh shit, the bathtub now is is going crazy. Well, <laughs> chainsaw it. Now there's yeah. Now like, what are we gonna do with this chainsaw? Is the chainsaw on? He doesn't even say yeah, it's the on. Chainsaw's <laughs> definitely on. Yeah. He's just tossing it. He's just tossing the chainsaw. It's it's and did you notice that nobody? reacts nobody 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 reacts to it (laughs) they're just like all right what's next so like what's the next category what's the next game it's just like nobody reacts to it it's it's insane it's 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 a good one and like you know you know he's like feeling it when he tosses it when he literally tosses the chainsaw that's true yeah maybe maybe what i'll do is i'll the next time we know that a guest is going to be on an advance I'll, I'll either hit them up on Twitter or message them. They're probably not going to see it, but I I want them to to ask Bill what that means. Yeah, what is it? <laughs> stop him in his tracks. Like, is everything okay? Like, why is there a chainsaw? It's just I thought it was from a movie or something, like a movie reference. No, it's just a chainsaw. <laughs> it's just a chainsaw. <laughs> Insane. You know what I think the the guy that I'm going to do this to, um, Rob Mahoney. Yeah, I like Rob Mahoney a lot yes. on the pods. I think he he is great at asking Bill clarifying questions. I'm gonna I'm gonna either message him or respond to him on Twitter and be like, if Bill ever says that to you, you need to ask him what that means. Yeah, we're just yeah, like would fantasy ask him like Bill, what are you talking about? Like 
we somebody will may, may, we'll have to go through the Reddit one of these days and just like have a chainsaw conversation again and be like, what is this man talking about? True. Uh, in our Bill Simmons podcast special roundtable, what does Bill mean by chainsaw <laughs> the bathtub? And which is the more aggressive term? Bathtub, hot tub, or whirlpool? And how big are we getting here? Like, are we yeah, are we gonna get the ocean next? Like, how big is this gonna get? Oh, that's yeah. good. That's funny. Okay, so the second one, that was great. The second one was so so I felt like we got a smoking gun on Bill cheating. Because what what I think Bill does, I don't think he does it all the time, but I think there's specific weeks that he could do this. I don't have proof for it, but there's specific weeks where he he wants to win that week. And so he's keeping kind of a counting tally of how much he's ahead or behind by. And if he needs that guess at the end to nail it perfectly, he will guess it at the end and nail it perfectly. But so what happened this time is Sal miscounted yes um like with two or three left and so Bill didn't realize that he was more behind than he was and so when when Sal told him he actually lost instead of Bill being like oh you oh darn I lost like Bill got very mad at him at least for that split second and I think that was a immediate reaction to Bill realizing oh we can't cheat to at least tie this week I totally I totally agree and this goes back to my point earlier. Like, why is this so competitive? Like, you're, 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 first of all, you, he's not good. He doesn't know what's going on in football and he's trying to guess these lines. And then he gets mad when they don't, when they get nowhere close. And then they're running, doing a running tally between each other. It's just, it's a, it made sense way back in the day when these lines were not available so frequently and so easily. Now it's just like, dude, like, he could have Fandel up right away. Like he could be staring at Fandle all day. You're gonna try and tell me he's not looking at Fandle when the games end. It's just exactly. I don't know. It's it's there's exactly. something up there. But if they want to keep taking it as seriously as they're taking it, then sure. Then you keep then keep doing it. You know, it's just it's too funny. It's just so weird to me. Now, question for you: Do you guess along with the guys? <laughs> I do not guess a line, but my I will say my one buddy always jokes with me. He he'll he'll text me right after an Eagles game guess the line for the next game and we'll kind of like go back and forth. I'm just like, no, I do not guess the lines with these two people. No, because no, I just can't. I don't, I didn't even think that you were going to ask that. <laughs> okay. Do you? I, do you? <laughs> I do. I do. And I, I, I think it's fun. I, so I actually disagree. So we haven't, dis- we can disagree. In this yeah, 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 absolutely. I, I have a disagreement with you. I, I like the concept because cool. I think it's like it just interesting to me that it's kind of like a mathematical type of thing a little bit. It's like a okay. numbers thing. It's it's a, it's it's mixing qualitative and quantitative, which I like. Which is, and it's like it's three things because it's okay. You know, the home team gets three always. Mm-hmm. Um, so if if two teams are evenly matched, it's three, and then you can play around with it. Oh, if a team's a, a bit better, maybe you you bring it up to four point five or bring it down to 1.5, but like you start with the base of three. And then the other perspective is if, if one team is significantly better and we'll stay with the team at home, you know, you can start at a minus seven and then you can, you go from there plus or minus a little bit. And then, and then the ones that are really high, you can always guess that and say, yeah, if we've got like a one and nine team going against a 10 and an O team, how high is that going to go? So I like the intellectual challenge of trying to nail it so i do get that perspective from both bill and sal 
but that only applies if you haven't seen them before. And I also don't think people need to get that competitive about it. Correct. Now, but you think of it with like your analytical mind, which is, I, which is really cool. Um, and I think it's very interesting because like, there's so much that goes into these lines that we don't even realize. Do you think they're intellectually that smart to realize this too? Or are they just like going like Bill's like, Oh, well, I saw the Steelers week two, they look good. So I'm going to take them minus four because why not? Like I'm going to guess four because just, just because he was obsessed with the Steelers for a while. I don't know if they're intellectually that smart, but who knows? Maybe they are. I don't know. It's just, I'm glad we disagreed on it though. That's it. You gave an interesting uh, side of it. Oh no, that, that is a good point though. Yeah. How I, I think they're, I think they're, Maybe I'm giving myself too much credit. I think they're probably <laughs> thinking similar to me. They could be. I don't know. Sometimes they're, but he's very reactionary. Even though he says he's not reactionary at all, he, like, he's very, like, he'll see something and he'll just immediately think about that or he'll panic about it. Um, but I don't know. Maybe there's a different way he does it with the lines. And they have been doing it for a long time. So clearly people are love it still. Yeah. Well, and, and I've, got, I've got a fix for it. Okay. And I I have told this. I think I actually, because cousin Sal I think has like liked some tweets from the account. Maybe I don't quote me on it, but I think <laughs> he's at least seen the account. So yes. I um so two things actually. Number one is th- they need to say which team is home mm-hmm. because then people can guess. And I did a poll one time. If people uh, guessed along, I think the majority of people said they actually guessed along. Okay, so, yeah. interesting. Yeah, so a lot of a lot of people. Yeah, so th- I did this poll. It got two hundred thirty votes. So I think that's decent sample size, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, don't come after me, stab yeah. me. Um, <laughs> even though I kind of admitted I, I was one just then uh, with the analytics piece, but yeah. So do you guess along with Bill and Sound? Guess the lines. Yes, fifty three percent. No, thirty eight percent. Don't listen. Nine percent. So someone comments, he says, I've been playing against Bill since 2014. <laughs> I have a spreadsheet tracking the whole thing. Wow, maybe I'm in the wrong here. I would I just didn't think that this was such a big big thing. I thought it was just a friendly competitive thing between himself, but there's this underground guess the line world. Like who 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 knew? I had no idea. Okay, so actually you're in the minority here. I hate to break <laughs> because I got a couple other comments. We got Another uh, another account goes, everyone does. <laughs> Someone else goes, FaceTimed my brother last night and guessed the lines ourselves. <laughs> and then somebody else goes, uh, oh, the Let It Ride pod who I've had on the podcast. He's a great dude. Still the best segment in sports podcasting. This is this is like new. Like I'm like blown away. But hey, good for you guys. Maybe I'll I'll get into it next year. I don't know. I didn't, I honestly had no idea. I thought I thought like my friends and I were like discussing like why do they still do this? But there's an underground guest alliance world, and I would love to interact with these people more and like kind of pick their brains here. This is interesting. Yeah. So so that's one. So okay. So yeah. So my two fixes here. So if I'm operating under the assumption that people like to guess the lines, I one fix is that, and this leads into the broader fix, but. Obviously, you need to say what team is home. Mm-hmm. You need to give more time for people to formulate their opinion. I'm not thinking about the NFL all day, every day, like <laughs> anybody else, you know, like a, a podcaster, a ringer mm-hmm. podcaster. I'm thinking about it in the moment of the pod, and then I will not think about it again 
until maybe a Thursday night game is good or Sunday. I don't care. So in the moment, I'm, I want to take a minute to kind of bounce ideas around in my head to say what I think the line's going to be. The problem with Bill and Sal right now is they're, they say the game and they immediately guess. <laughs> There's no breaks. <laughs> There's no break. So that so that's issue number one, which leads into the second way I would change it. Okay. If you go back and re-listen to previous pods from 07 through 2012 or whatever, and probably a lot longer, the pod used to be set up as like a five-minute intro of the previous week and then 40 minutes of purely guessing the lines where they would take three to five minutes a game. That's what they need to reintroduce again. Give us a minute. Give us the game. Give us a minute or two of the best storylines. Guess it. Have a little bit of commentary about wh- why the line's where it is, and then move on to the next game. Brisk pace, similar co- uh, discussion for each game. None of this poop fecta ridiculousness. I hate that. That's so stupid. Like, Mr. Bill Simmons, you get paid from the yeah. NFL, and you're calling 75% of the games unwatchable. Bullshit. No chance. So get rid of that bullshit. Um, I, as you can tell, I'm heated about that. <laughs> and then I don't – like, do we need the needless – do we need the intro? Like the recaps? It's like 45 minutes of recaps. The re- like I'm bitching about uh, <laughs> The recaps are tough too because I don't know if you've noticed this. Sometimes they don't know who the player – like they know the player's names, but they'll be like – Oh, like the receiving core is so good. He like he runs left and he runs right, and boom, boom, boom. And there's no like in depth stuff. Like it's almost like they're trying to be like in depth, but they I don't think Bill knows a lot of the players. Like he knows them through fantasy. Like he doesn't know like names. It, it almost seems like to me. Um, but yeah, maybe maybe you're right there. Maybe um, just go more in depth in the guest alliance. Give them more opportunity to like really dive into it because that's where like, that's why it sounds like that's why there's still such a crowd behind this. Like still are guessing the lines. Well, and think about it. Where did, where did that Ravens segment take place? It didn't take place guessing the lines. It took place before. And the reason for that is Bill's hairbrained thoughts about the NFL, which he has no fucking clue. He's talking about. He has no idea what he's talking about. (laughs) Those get expanded (laughs) upon in this non-structured 40 minutes of pre-guest lines doesn't happen with guest lines. Yeah. You're, 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 you're absolutely right. You were spot on there. It's very like the beginning is like, just like, so like sloppy. It almost just feels like they didn't really prepare for it. Bill says he watches every game, but he doesn't. Sal just complains about the Eagles push tush. And then they don't shit on the Patriots enough. I think you brought that up. Like how is Sal not teed off on this man? Like he hasn't. Exactly. He's like he's like let him go. Extremely disappointing. It's very di- disappointing. Even when they didn't they play the Patriots, like he, they he didn't. Do, yeah, they didn't. He didn't do anything. He like let him skate by. It's, it's very strange. It's it's very strange. I I have no idea what the problem is. This is the first year in guess the Lions history that the Pats have been bad and the Seriously. Cowboys have been good. And yeah. Sal's done nothing. He's done nothing. He I don't I don't get it. It's do you think? Do you think he? Like he gets the lines like through Fanduel like before, and that affects the guessing at all. So what? So what if he looks? If he looks at him, I mean, yeah. If you clearly, if you glance, yeah. I mean, if you glance at him once, actually. So maybe maybe this is the cheating where it comes in. Maybe sometimes he does see them before, and then he kind of knows that he's going to get him right. 
Yeah, because he is sponsored by FanDuel. He brings it up all the time. I'm not saying like somebody like from FanDuel texts him the lines like, here you go, here's how to beat Sal, like, here, here's like a little cheat sheet. But I don't know. It's just it's just interesting to think about. But I mean, I'm just blown away by the Guest Alliance community out there. I hope to, there's probably a, a Reddit page for that too. I know, right? I, it, it is. And and I think people, people long for the um... – well, I, I think I, I've talked about this. Maybe it wasn't even on the podcast, but but basically, I think in 2023, a lot of gambling content, right? Mm-hmm. Like gambling's everywhere. But so, but I think if if we rewind back to 2007 when they started it, wasn't much gambling. So you so you really felt like like you were cool, like you were that, you were that on is the, true. The floor, like that you, is a, you, that is a good you point. discovered a band. You're like, oh shit. This band, this, this cool band, uh, I know for everybody else. It was like indie. It was like it was like an it was like an indie thing to do to like gamble because you you had to like find a bookie anyway, you know, and they like that's where like the the appeal came from. Or you had to wait for them to be printed in like newspapers. And so that's why people stick with it, even though, for all we know, other people are doing guessing the lines in other places. But people stick with this because they've been doing it for fifteen years. Hey, good for them. Good for you for. Guessing the lines by yourself. I, I honestly had no idea. I'm glad we had a little pushback. We were throwing too many chainsaws there to each other. We didn't. We were. We were, we, we were agreeing a little bit too much there. So this is good. We we were juggling chainsaws <laughs> and none of them <laughs> fell in the bathtub. <laughs> oh so we, we finally got one. Now, now here's here's another one for you. So this is I'm looking at the the subreddit discussion thread. So this this was a this was a fun one and just this was this was actually. Do you remember this? So, what was what was the most extreme um, Bill being in the moment reaction from the pod? Do you remember it? This oh, th- like ever or like this one? No, this most the his like most extreme overreaction to being in the moment from this most recent guest alliance. I do not hit me. I'll okay, it'll, it'll probably come right back to me. Sal it is the kicker who just hit a fifty-nine yard field goal in the rain. The kicker you'd most trust to, to kick a 59-yard field goal in the rain. Jake Elliott. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Jeez. Come Wait, on, can, man. What are can we you doing here? can you repeat that one more time? I just need to like I need to like let it like breathe. I need I need I need to breathe. The take needs to breathe. Let say it one more time. It was so bad. <laughs> it was so bad. Oh man. So that's what he's become. Well, it, it, I mean, it's it just like he's a parody now of the extreme overreaction. I mean, obviously, the kicker that is the best kicker in the league is Justin Tucker. Correct. Yes. You know, yeah. Elliot's like, creeping like, up there. Elliot's creeping up there for that. But uh, come on, like again, reactionary Bill. This is what he does. He had a he had the he had the um, what was the Jalen Brown panic pod with KOC? He had one bad game. We got to get on the pod. <laughs> I know, right? And then he and then he had a good game after in reaction to. Yeah, um, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, now let's um let's let's do this uh because I think so. Someone's here. So basically, Bill is hating on uh, the Ravens and the coach. When in reality, the Ravens have been one of the most successful franchises of the past decade. I don't know like what was the what was the issue from. Bill? I don't I don't understand it either because Harbaugh has been there for as long as I can remember. They're always competitive, and it's like I know you, you're. Uh, I think you're a Patriots fan too, but it's I'm still a like a, fan, yeah. like the Ravens are like a very like likable. It's never been like a 
bad group of players, like a bad group of guys. I mean, Ray Lewis, obviously, but like, it's a like I remember watching them when the Eagles are in it. But I couldn't see myself cheering for this team. They're these players, are, and actually, you know, actually, I take that back. They also had Ray Rice too. But yeah, to your point, like they've been very successful. Um, Harbaugh's always—they're always a good team. I think they usually make the playoffs all the time too. So I don't know. It was very again reactionary, Bill. Yeah. All right, and then let's do let's do one more because this so this is the, this is the tribe has spoke comment. So I've uh, I I do more of my comments these days uh, in on Twitter, but I'll still break out uh, a comment <laughs> from time to time. So I said, Ah, yes, Bill. Pat just should just draft a Purdy late in the draft. It's easy. He did say that. <laughs> Unreal. Unreal, man. I'm like, glad you're, I'm glad you're catching these. Talk for? That's the thing. That's, that's I don't. Terrible. It's terrible. And then he's going to be very unbearable with the, um, with the with his uh, his quarterback search now for next year too. He's going to be absolutely unbearable. He doesn't he because he he openly doesn't watch college. Like it's well known he doesn't watch college. So now he's going to have all these insane takes, and it's just going to be it's going to be great for the listeners. It's going to be amazing. It's just going to be like. It's just going back to him, like, dude, like you don't watch you don't watch college football. There's just no point for you to have these crazy takes about this stuff. And I can't wait to see who he lands on. That's going to be like epic. Well, that's why I I had the meme. Um, I've used this for a few different ones, but it's it's just a guy holding up a gun to a guy's forehead, <laughs> and it's um, Bill asking Saruti what he thinks of the draft class. <laughs> Oh yeah, he like grabs her. Sir, get on here and like, tell me everything about these quarterbacks now. It was yeah, he's a. Uh, I'm, I'm look. I'm very look interested to to hear his takes on these quarterbacks. Like he'll have a big quarterback episode, and it'll just like, it'll break the sound barrier. It'll be insane. Well, because it's like Bill, you know, Sarudi's sitting there going, "Fuck!" Like I can't tell <laughs> my boss that the quarterback class isn't good because then. You won't think the Patriots will get a good quarterback. So <laughs> I I gotta be like, yeah, everybody's good, man. Like, oh yeah, even if the patch trade bad, they can get a great guy. Yeah, and then he, there was he did something else too. Didn't he like compare it to like the Spurs getting Wem Wembenyama too? He was like, it'll he's like, we'll get the first pick and we'll just do the exact same thing the Spurs did. It's like I, I don't know, man. Football's so different than that. And you again, you don't watch college football. Yeah, he's a uh, he's crazy, man. He's a uh, that that was a good. One. I'm glad that you pulled that out, the kicker one and the Brock Purdy one, because finding Brock Purdy is just apparently the easiest thing that you could possibly do. Unreal. Um, all right, do we need uh, anything else from that, or sh- or should we go into further uh, BS current events? I mean, we could do we could talk about the the Tuesday rewatchable pod real quick because for him to fire off those three in a row is like it was insane. <laughs> It was yeah. Angry. So why don't so you you listen to that? I I am a I am not as brave a soul as you are. I don't listen to rewatchables except for one, which we'll mention. But I don't listen to rewatchables. So I want to give you the floor. Um, lay it down for us. How crazy was that American Pie rewatchable? So, first of all, I love the rewatchable pod. It's it's probably my favorite one. I love movies. And when the be- the beginning of the rewatchables it was a, it was just very straightforward, very smart. The movies are great. Um, fantasy's great. We love. I'm I'm a big fantasy guy. CR was great. They and it was a good like 
mixture of the three of them where Bill wasn't saying too many crazy things and fantasy would, I mean, he would say crazy things, obviously, but fantasy would also be able to like guide the podcast straight and be like, well, give more like um, smart insight on movies and CR would chime in. And then CR would just do like crazy Al Pacino impressions the entire time, which is, you know, it's fine. Um, But this one, he, I'm not sure what he was thinking by saying some of the stuff on the American pie rewatchables. He, I mean, I'm sure like there's, you can say it on the thread. He is very, very, I open <laughs> openly horny and it's very strange <laughs> to me it's just like it's very uncomfortable so when you're going to do a podcast about american pie you're already going into it being like bill's going to say some crazy things um he says something about they're talking about hot moms and stuff like that and he takes a break he's not talking and he's just like chuckling and sean sean and cr are just like oh like, bill like what, what's up he's like i had a hot mom and it's just like <laughs> very like weird like I wouldn't say it was a flex. It was just like, oh, it was like, no, like all my friends used to say all this stuff about it. It was just very strange, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like that was strange. And I'm sure you're like familiar with like the categories and stuff. Um, His most rewatchable scene is of course the Shannon Elizabeth scene, (laughs) which is just Bill. Like it's not a rewatchable scene because you are, how old is he now? Like you can't say that's a rewatchable scene, man. and then what's the other one? He did a, a picking nits, uh, yeah, picking nits where um, it was with the Jason Big scene with Nadia in his bed, and he wanted the scene to be more messier. And Sean and Cr are just like, you want this to be more messier? Like it's already disgusting as it is, and you want more? And Bill just does his thing, and it's just a weird. It was just a weird, weird energy in the pod. Um, I would recommend listening to it just for a good laugh. It's a very quick pod. I think it's like an hour and 10, hour and 15. Um, but yeah, and it just trickled down from the Monday Guest Alliance pod into this Rewatchables pod. Um, yeah, it's, he, I was shocked for one that he was saying these things. Um, but yeah, it was an interesting pod. I would, I would recommend it to, for you to listen to just for some good like content. Even if you, I'm, 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 even if you've never seen the movie, it was just still just like, wow. You're just you're just going for it, you horny man. You. It was just, yeah. I was speechless, but obviously, yeah. Um, but yeah, that was it. Yeah, I. I mean, I've definitely. I mean, I think it's it is a hilarious movie, hundred percent. It's hysterical. It's hysterical. It's just the way he was talking about this is like maybe you shouldn't be on this one. And I was gonna say they always do the like the recasting couch, and he, you know, he's obsessed with uh, Sydney Sweeney. Yes. I was gonna be like, if you're gonna recast Sydney Sweeney, dude, like you are. The, you are literally the horniest person of all time. And so it, did he it, not? I don't think he didn't. He, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't. Wow. I was like, thank God. But yeah, it was, a, you know, it's re, rewatchables is a good one. It's it, if they pick a good movie, it, it's very good. But he sometimes just like, he goes off the deep end there sometimes. And you, you got to like Sean tries to reel him back in. Um, but yeah, I would recommend it to listen to tribe just because it's just good content. And who doesn't want to hear what he has to say? Well, you know why he probably didn't mention Sydney is because apparently this was recorded in 2019. Oh, yes. It, yeah, it was that luminary thing that they tried or something. So it was just a repost. Okay. So Sydney, Sydney was too young for him. Then. <laughs> she wasn't big yet. She, 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 yeah, she wasn't on his radar yet. But now she's the first one in all of his movies, apparently. So, um, but yeah, 
Now, did he have a recasting couch for this one with the with the woman? I don't think he did. I don't think he got. I can't remember. I think I was laughing too hard or just grossed out by the whole thing. I needed to take a break from him. Um, but yeah, it was interesting. But that makes sense that, that if, if if it was a, a couple years ago, that makes total sense then. All right. So then let's um let's also get into it, an infamous uh, rewatchables. Yes. Uh, you you just listened to it. Um, I listened to it recently as well. Again, and I listened to it again, it, again. <laughs> so, so if anybody, you know, you can probably guess which one we're talking about. It is the Jennifer Lawrence rewatchables. So it, infamous. I, yeah, I, I've got so much to say in it, but I, I do want because you listen to the rewatchables. So why don't why don't you give your take on it, but then give us a little bit of context of just like how this differed from. The, the typical rewatchables and why and why a lot of the things that I mean, I guess I'll, I'll start briefly, I guess the, the thing that, that killed me about it was that she had no idea about the setup of the rewatchables, but yet he rushed through all the categories. So like as someone who listens to it, like how was that for you when you're familiar with the rewatchables usually going longer, being better, no explaining all that stuff? I honestly like I felt bad for her. It sound it was just so it sounded like an awkward first date for one. There was no rehearsing before. She, at one point he says Dion Waiters heat check and I think she says who the fuck is Dion Waiters? Like, how do you not explain what these categories are to to her? Um and we I mean the recording is another thing. The recording is it's insane how he he when he 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 apologizes before it starts about the recording, and then he still releases the podcast with the bad recording. So I'm sure like there's like timing issues with Jennifer Lawrence and stuff. Um, but it's probably the worst rewatchables of, of all time. You do a good meme with Succession with Kendall about he's like you'll you'll be my dog, and every time I see it, I crack up because it's it's very like that. He's interrupting her. Um, I I wrote some good I wrote some good quotes down here. Um, he explains to her who who John Hughes is, and she I, she interrupts and, and she says, "I know who John Hughes is." <laughs> <laughs> and and he I think he rattles off like three three or four movies before she's she's able to say, it. and you can tell she's like kind of triggered by it. Um, he he does like or he does the um, the Anchorman flute pee break. That's that that's a category. He also explains to her what a pee break is in the <laughs> podcast. And he's like, you know, he's like, a pee break is like when you get up the movie and you like, you you go to the bathroom and you've missed a part of the movie. And it's just like, there's no chemistry there. I think they're on a time crunch because it is very fast. But even if you're on a time crunch and you're inviting a very famous guest on the pod, don't you want to prepare her for this? Like he threw her no bones back to your dog succession thing. Like he threw, he's like, you're going to be on the pod, but you're not going to talk then and it doesn't even begin to describe the recording the recording is just it sounds like i don't even know what it sounds, it sounds like he's drowning and it sounds like he's drowning or falling while recording it he's falling down a well or something it's just insane but um yeah i'm glad i would glad when you brought that up i was like i'm gonna re-listen to this because i think i really I, I listened to it once and it was it was enough and, and then you were like can you re-listen re- re- to it again i was like sure it, and I feel bad for Jennifer Lawrence. I really do. It was, it was, it's, it's tough. It's tough. What about you? How was your re listenable to it? 
Yeah, so I, I think so that's great context for people who listen to you, the rewatchables typically. I don't typically listen to it, so my my going in was just um, you know, I'll I'll see what happens, whatever. I'll see what happens. And well, I went in when people said it was <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. awkward, so that's why. So I was like, <laughs> expecting it to be awkward. It was much more awkward than I thought. But w- what I thought was interesting was like, yeah, like Bill didn't read the room correctly because I think what he should have done is she doesn't listen to this podcast, Bill. No shot. Well, and, and, and why would she? Because she is a movie star herself. She doesn't need to listen to this. So she's not familiar with the categories. I don't know if he thought she was. Maybe he did, but she's not familiar with them. Instead of over-explaining them like you did, you don't have to do this rewatchables like a normal rewatchables. Exactly. exactly. You don't have to hit every single category. You can kind of vibe. Hey, we're talking about a fun scene. You know, what was going on? You don't have to have specifically what was the Deanna Waiters Award. So <laughs> that to me was just a total misread of the situation. And I think so. So I'm going to give you my theory on what happened here. Okay. So she went on this podcast when she was promoting her comedy. Correct. No hard feelings. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The one where she gets naked on a beach, right? Correct. Correct. That's. I haven't seen the movie, but I, I may I may or may not have seen the scene. Who knows? Whatever. <laughs> I'm just familiar enough with with uh, with this. Someone told me that she gets naked on the beach. If that's accurate, Twitter Twitter is loose. Twitter. Correct me if I'm wrong. It doesn't get naked. I haven't seen it. <laughs> so so I think so. And no hard feelings. Like and this is kind of interesting. This is one of the more like there's not many comedies anymore, right? Correct. So yeah. like it's a very raunchy comedy. It's like a rom-com, but there's more raunchiness to it. Yeah, and th- um, this is like a rare – like this is not the knocked up era or the um, 40-year-old version era. This, correct. These comedies yeah. don't come along as often these days. So I think what the the PR team of her and of the movie probably thought is let's, let's get her into something for press um, that people are, are comedy movie fans. And so they, it kind of get like there's the discussion happening. It's like, oh – there's this rewatchables thing. Oh, they could rewatch um, one of her favorite movies. Yeah, one of, exactly. One of, exactly. Oh, let's let's bring her on. So, I think that's how it got developed, and she did was not prepared for Bill to fucking steamroll her <laughs> and to have this extremely structured look back at the movie, and it just totally went in the wrong direction and turned everybody off. I think you're. I think you're totally right. And I'm guessing there there had to have been like a contract to be like you you because it's not it's not a long pod. It's like an hour and fifteen maybe, like maybe even less. And to your point, they steamroll through it or he steamrolls through it. She gets a couple comments in there, but mainly it's she does quotes too. She quotes a lot of the movie, and then he laughs at her, and and like that's like the back and forth. I wonder why they couldn't get anybody else on there. Like if you put mm. Sean, if you put Fennessy on there, like that's like a moderator at least. Or even CR, just like bouncing ideas off each other, like explaining the categories. The one category, the recasting category, he puts her on the spot, and she's like, "I, I'm, I'm terrible at this." I think, she, I think that's what she says. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just there was so much wrong with it. Um, yeah, so much wrong with it. It was bad. The, and that was one where the the sub, like the, this, I think a lot of Bill's new fans come from rewatchables. Mm-hmm. And so I think in general, the, the sub is pretty 
positive. I would say the sub, from at least the, the comments that I've seen, um, the sub is more positive on the rewatchables than the BS pod. Um, for for a variety, of, probably because it's it's like Bill can't Bill can say provably terrible takes about sports, but you can't say provably terrible takes about movies most of the time. It's just an opinion, Correct. and I think people just kind of like like the the vibe of it and whatnot. So and I think people like fantasy, and I think CRs uh, like the CR the CR heads out there are real, um, but like they also can like reel them in and like be like dude like what are you talking about not like blatantly like that just be like all right let's go let's talk about this instead like let's like kind of get like an actual conversation going because to to like some of his sports talks are just like him blabbering on but to your point with the movies like he can like there's more structure i feel like yeah so let me um i i've got i've got some comments up okay of what the subreddit thought of this one okay so we got this will go down as one of the worst episodes of Bill's career. <laughs> I think that's accurate. It says, felt like Lawrence had prepared, but Bill just bulldozed all over her. Yep, kind of yep. like exactly what we were saying. And then someone responds, I feel like Bill turned her off in the first 10 to 15 minutes with his ridiculous over-talking. I mean, J-Law is famously one of the most chill and charismatic people in Hollywood, so to make her seem timid is quite the accomplishment. So that's interesting. Yes. We, we got this was absolutely terrible. Bill is always horrible on the rewatchables, but this was actually uncomfortable to listen to, which I agree with. I barely got through it. Correct. We've got another one. He's treating her like she's 13 years old. She's in her 30s, is doing a movie <laughs> from 94, has been acting since she was a kid. She knows who these people are. And then um, let's get a couple more here. Um, it was awful. A quarter of the episode is them talking about the dumbass ghost stories. <laughs> I'm looking Another at that one right now. Explaining the categories. <laughs> they need a re-dumb and dumber with the 18. What a disappointment. And then finally, I'll finish with this one. Um, this is one of the least enjoyable episodes I can recall. It's Jennifer <laughs> Lawrence listening to Bill read his list of what he thinks for everything with very little discussion or often without even letting her weigh in at all. Uh, so this speaks to the theory. I'm guessing she was on a schedule and a guest, so not sure what I was expecting, but I was embarrassed for the show by the end. I was, I was embarrassed for the show. People take the rewatchables very seriously. There's actually like a couple comments on on here that says, why do you guys take this, take this podcast so seriously? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was, uh, it's probably his worst podcast. I mean, we'll, we'd have to go back to some of like the Kevin Durant ones, but like this was... For a recent one, this is this is pretty pretty bad. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah. Do we need anything else? I think I think we did a pretty nice job um, covering that one. Yeah, I don't want to put people through more pain, but if you want to re-listen to it, I would. It's just good for laughter for sure. Yeah. All right. Now now let's uh, let's do a little switch up here. So we've done done a lot of current events. We've done the rewatchables, which we need to hit on. Um. We this upcoming topic, we have not touched on a ton on this pod, and the reason primarily we haven't touched a lot on it is that most people haven't actually read the book of basketball. So you not only have read it, but you have some thoughts and some comments from the book that you would like to discuss. So I say 
let's rock and roll and, and let's let's give uh let's hit some some virgin ground some fertile ground <laughs> here and discuss the book of basketball for from someone that i've read this many times many different sections i love this book i think it's incredible i hate 2023 a lot of a lot of 2023 bill but i will never yes i will never ever badmouth the book of basketball for being an incredible book of basketball knowledge and i think that's where that's the core of it because again like as i talked about in the beginning like that's how i discovered him like through espn through basketball and again it's a massive book it's 800 it's 800 pages but the good thing about it is you can pick it up and you just open up a page and you, you you're not missing anything um and a lot of takes like i think it's, it's pretty dated just because it, it ends in 2009 um but a lot of takes from like the old games that he saw that he experienced um they're actually pretty good like they're they're pretty on 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 par with his ideology of the celtics mainly his ideology of the of the nba and again this is like when he was cooking this is like the this is the simmons that we we honestly miss um i did footnote some of these quotes that i think people are going to either be shocked over or maybe we forgot maybe maybe they'll if you can remember them did you know that he tried to lobby for the gm job of the minnesota timberwolves <laughs> So he, the his editor says that. And I don't remember that at all. Do you remember any of that? Like, yeah, was that like an it was, article? It, yeah, it was maybe like late late two thousands, and and this was like his peak of the atrocious GM summit, which like Bill used to like for people who are newer to Bill. I mean, this guy used to crush GMs. Oh my god, so aggressively. So yeah, I mean, this was he got his readership to actually believe, and he actually believed it himself that. He could be an effective GM because there were so many people making boneheaded decisions. Yeah, he. I didn't. I did not realize that. Maybe I forgot about the Timberwolves one, but I do remember the G, like the constant trashing of the GMs. I mean, he brings up Billy King in here like a billion times. Like he can't, he can't help it. That was a good one. This one was really. This was one of the crazier ones I read. This is like the first ten pages. He so the book is like he describes like his fandom, how he became a Celtics fan, et cetera, et cetera. Then there's like different theories he goes through he lists the players um this one is interesting um by the time i turned six you can guess what happened i consider myself a member of the boston celtics that spawned my racial identity crisis in the first grade when i gave myself the muslim name jabal abdul simmons <laughs> i didn't know any better he said i wanted to play for the celtics like this i obviously that doesn't age well I mean, obviously, but the fact that this was printed in a book, I, I was speechless when I read that. I, I must have forgot that. I, I'm embarrassing myself at how I could forget that, that he said that. Um, I mean, a lot of like a lot of the footnotes, I'm sure you read the the updated ones. Like a lot of the footnotes are about like cocaine. He's obsessed with cocaine. And this too, he brings it up all the time about these players in the 70s. I think he said the one time they stopped the game because the player tried to snort the foul line. Um, just like stuff like that. It's like, it's funny. Like it, some of this stuff is very, very funny. Um, I, I, again, we can go back to his like horniness level. He brings up like Wilt Chamberlain's dick the entire book. It's, I'm not sure why he is obsessed with that stuff, but he brings it up a lot. Um, but yeah, it's it's quite the book. I mean, I would love to like see if there's any other listeners who have like read it and like we could like deep dive even more into it because it is like it's a hefty read. Um, but 
I'm reading it now. I'm rereading it now, and it's an absolute riot. It's just, it's, it's a good read. It is a good read. He, uh, this is when he was cooking, as you, as, as you said. This is 2009. So this was like peak him when he was able to do whatever he wanted and say whatever he wanted, obviously. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Do you, what did, do you remember anything about it? Yeah. Well, the, yeah, the, the, the sex talk, the porn talk <laughs> and the Jabal Abdul Simmons is, is just absolutely classic. <laughs> I mean, it's just, there's just so much. So like for, for the comedic effect of going back into a time capsule in 2008 and hearing about Bill pulling the goalie on, uh, on his wife, I mean, yeah. which, which for, for listeners who, who aren't aware, I, I've done one podcast with a female guest, and I went through some of the takes um, that Bill had said in this book, and I actually I asked her about how she thought Bill pulled the goalie, and she actually gave a different answer than what the common wisdom has been. Because obviously it's easier to do it from a woman's perspective than a guy's perspective. <laughs> I think that's part of the one when he talks about he talks about his experience. He encounters Isaiah Thomas at a topless pool that he constantly talks about. And this is like when he like ripped Isaiah Thomas like to absolute shreds. And I think like he yeah, it's just insane. It's never a bad thing when the term European is involved. That word always seems to involve nudity or debauchery. <laughs> the, it's just, it's just, I, I don't know. I would read it. Like if you, if you, if you like that, again, if you love basketball and if you have time to kill to it, it it's, it's hefty, but the, yeah, here's, here's the pulling the goalie one. Here it is right here. Turn, turn right to it. This did not go over well. I think I'm the first person who ever had a positive home pregnancy test with them at 95 miles an hour. <laughs> He, uh, yeah, it, it, I would read it. I would read it, or I could even come back on after I finish it. We could discuss it more. I'm sure there's other people out there. If there's Michael Rubin fans out there, there's definitely more book of basketball people out there for sure. Yeah. Okay. Bri- briefly. So, what do you think he actually did to get his wife pregnant without her knowing? Oh, I don't. Oh man, that's tough. It, there's. He could have done anything. It's probably something with the Celtics, like beyond. Like, come on, it's probably something with like or Brady. Like, if Brady throws this touchdown, we're doing it or something. You know, something along those lines. And I don't know. It's just, an, it's, it's. That was not a question I was expecting. Obviously. <laughs> so, so the the um the woman that I had on, who who's a great uh Twitter follow by the way, because she talks about Bill a lot. She said that he um, replaced her birth control with uh, Tic Tacs <laughs> <laughs> or something to that effect. Something along those lines. I mean, it could be. I'm not going to let anything go past this guy. This guy back then, he could say whatever he wanted. He still has the one. Um, oh, man. His NBA draft reaction like is just it's still the funniest thing to me. It's just it's so good. It's so good. It's so good, yeah. and I think I think you tied it to a Sydney Sweeney picture, which absolutely killed me. The one time I was, I was, it's 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 an it's an all time soundbite for sure. Yeah, when, whenever there's a hot Sydney Sweeney photo, I, I add that I add that on there. Um, <laughs> yeah, so my so my takes, I totally agree. Actually, if people are listening and they um, if people are listening and they want to do a book of basketball roundtable, um let's fucking do it that would be a lot of fun so we can get in a lot more on the round table but yeah the the, my broad thoughts about it i think 
the the pyramid obviously people have you know people making fun of it have fun with it the pyramid's really fascinating for for mm-hmm. people that don't know the nba history like i i'll say i'm a big baseball guy like mm-hmm. i grew up I, I read all the baseball books um i know like the like i remember my i found in my dad's office when i was like 6 you know the the top 50 players from 1970 right and i like i fucking ate that up as a kid loved that stuff uh so i have that experience for for baseball but i don't for basketball so for anybody that that doesn't have the historical knowledge about basketball, he does go really in depth mm-hmm. yeah, um, really among all these players and just gives you – it's not only the stats, it's the interactions with teammates, it's what was going on with the league at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just – it's great, and it's 96 players, um, probably two, three paid as a player. So this section um, – I mean like six or seven for jo- the Jordans of the world. So – this section in the book, I mean, I could even check it right now, but like it's probably three, four hundred pages going through the pyramid. It's incredible. Yeah, it, fl- it flows very, very well, too. Like he starts off with like the timeline of the league, how it kind of died in the like the early 60s, 50s, how it came up, how it plateaued, et cetera, et cetera. And then how it really took off in, I think it was 1984 with Jordan and Larry and Matt Johnson, et cetera, et cetera. And then he kind of dives into like he does his classic what if scenarios, too. Um which is just a classic bill bill move there. And then the pyramid is an absolute, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun to read. It really, really is. And it's filled with so much stats and like so much random stuff that only he could come up with back then. Cause that's who he was. He was the sports guy. Yeah. The, the what ifs is a great section. Yeah. Um, it's awesome. And, and it, man, if the, if he wanted to fucking do that, if he wanted to update the book, dude, just update the pyramid and update the what if section. That's all. There's so many what ifs since he published it in 2010 or whatever. The pyramid could really be a really, really good idea. Like the book of basketball podcast was good, but I felt like it was just so limited because when he was, his writing was just so like free flowing and just like his, his comparisons were good. His metaphors are good. It was just a, a fun read. Yeah. And, and I think there, I don't know if there's even a, comparable book like are, are you aware of another book that goes this in depth on the history of the league i don't even know i mean there's probably other books about like history of other sports but not with basketball no way it's it's literally called the book of basketball like, like that's it it's perfect it's a great read yeah so for anyone out there i i would highly encourage you if okay <laughs> i say this a lot on the pod but i'll, I'll say it again people probably get sick of me saying it but uh, it's a slightly different version if you are listening to a podcast called the Art Bill Simmons Podcast, <laughs> 90 minutes into this podcast, if this is you, right, right, sitting at home, working out, doing the dishes, whatever you're doing, if this is you and you have not read the book of basketball, you need to stop this podcast, go to Amazon, <laughs> go to a buddy, get the book, read it, because you will love it if you're this much of a Bill Simmons fan. Well said. All right, should we um should we finish up here with uh some Bills takes of the year for 2023? Yeah, we can do that. I um I posted that on Reddit. We 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 had some good ones. We really did. There was like some people are just they're they're just teeing off. They're, they they had these in the chamber and they were they were more ready to go than I than I thought. The first one was really funny. It, it wasn't even a take. It was not so much a take, but Bill saying he was going to give a movie TV recommendation every Friday. During 2023, and that lasted one week. 
<laughs> that is just like that is I and I do remember him saying that, and he did it one week, and and then the one it was last year two years ago. He's like, I'm going to read a book a week. It was goal. His goal was 75 books a year. That's <laughs> great. <laughs> like it's just these people. I it's just so funny. Um, let me. I'm scrolling through. No, that's so good. I, I want to expand on the book one because I, I remember hearing that I had the same exact reaction. Like, no, you fucking are. There's no way. <laughs> I like and this then... one. This one's good too. A perfect one. This was because this was, I posted this 10 days ago and this was like right before Thanksgiving. Is this my life now? This is from Bill. Is this my life now? The Cowboys in the afternoon Thanksgiving game. They've been playing the afternoon Thanksgiving game for as long as I can remember, even before I was born. They've always had that game. For him to act like he was shocked. What is this guy doing? I mean, that's not a take. That's just him like losing his mind. Um, the Pat team is good, obviously. I'm realistic about my teams. Yes, the one, the one that's in the intro, man. That's in banger intro. We're going, we're going to look up after week five and say, oh my god, is Rashad Penny, is Rashad Penny going to break the all-time rushing record? He hasn't. I, he's been inactive for half the year. Um, now, that would be that would be a fun pod to re-listen to because this is. This is Bill Simmons, Mr. I'm doing my research <laughs> this offseason. I'm I'm the one that hey, I, I took I took six weeks off. Yeah. I'm going in the lab. I'm coming out with amazing takes. And what are his takes? The Patriots are amazing, and then guys like Rashad Penny are gonna be amazing too. I think you brought it up a couple pods ago when you were like, Bill was the only man in Boston who thought the Pats were going to be really good. And like no other, no other new England person or Boston fan thought that. And he was like on, he was on the Hill here. He's like, I'm doing it. Um, this was good too. I'm not a slight, but he's a full blown West coast guy. Now he bitches about the East coast sports time slots. And every gets a chance. Like he didn't live in the majority of his life on the East coast. Like 60% of the population has, like he did mention that he mentioned like he was like stumbling around Boston, like lost, like trying to kill time before these one o'clock games for Thanksgiving. It was just, it's just insane. There, there's, there's, there's some good look. But obviously, the constantly bringing up Austin Reeves, like he, he can't stop bringing that up. Um, yeah. Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr.'s floor is similar to AJ Brown. Marvin Harrison Jr. hasn't played football yet. Like making it's just insane. It's just, that, it's really the, good content. That's the evolutionary Kyle Pitts's floor is Travis Kelsey. <laughs> Just insane. Oh Just totally insane. Yeah, again, this thread will be open all year if, or for the rest of the year, for the whole month. Hopefully we get some good ones. He called Daniel Jones a poor man's Josh Allen. Question if he was the second best quarterback in the NFC. It's just he just gives us a, too much content. Now, should should I give um I no, should I will. Um I do I do hate him Bill a lot, but I will say, and I, I gave him a lot of credit for this on Twitter. Zombie Heat. Yeah, that's a good that one. That shit was that was incredible. That's one of his that's one of his good ones. That was him like flexing. Like he still got it. Like that's the thing. Like he still has these moments. Like he was on the Clippers too. He hates the Clippers. He can't stand them and he's been pretty spot on about that too. I will I will admit that. But the zombie heat one is really good. Like I wish I came up with that one. That one's really good. He calls this was good. My favorite is him calling Draymond Sheriff Draymond. It makes me laugh so hard. He hasn't called him that in a while. I wish he would bring it back. <laughs> uh, why was he calling him that? I guess I don't even know why he was calling him that. I guess because maybe he, when Draymond wasn't, but nah, he wasn't like 
because he's like an enforcer, but a sheriff isn't really a gun, an, an enforcer. But still, it's just funny to hear like Bill talk about that. Yeah, he's uh, this thread's good. There's a lot of comments on here. People people really chimed into that one. We had we had 84 comments on this one. So another one. I'm not sure it was on, on the comment, but but clearly, you know, that the CJ Stroud is. I'm <laughs> I'm locking it in as a boss. He literally said locking in. Well, it was because of his initials, right? He was like, find me. A, was it a good quarterback with initials name or a good athlete with initials? And it just made no sense. Again, he doesn't watch these teams. He doesn't watch college football. No, it's 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 really bizarre. I mean, I, I like, why are you even? So I think like people, I, I have this conversation a lot in the sub where I like, I have this argument sometimes where, where I go like, yeah, it'd be interesting if Bill had a, a baseball pot on and then somebody goes, oh, Bill's never talked about baseball, which is false because if you look back at the BS report history, he has. But then yes. they'll also say they're like, oh, well, what would Bill even talk about? a ba-? Like he doesn't have a view in baseball, bro. That's why you fucking prepare <laughs> questions for a podcast guest. Mm-hmm. You don't have to hear yourself talk the entire pod. So like – I. I'm chatting with people on the subreddit that have listened to Bill since 2022 for 18 months. They're NBA holes. They only know Bill from giving his dumbass takes on the NFL and NBA and talking NBA hamster wheel content, right? Like, so that's that's the only thing, dude. Yes, you can you can have on a midseason MLB guest and you can ask them questions about who's doing well, what teams are in it, what are what are the surprises, who isn't doing well. What, you know, they could, you could do it during the all-star weekend. So you could say who's, you know, good for the home run derby. Like what are, what are some statistical trends going on? I mean, like the, the possibilities here are endless. He tweets about this, the Red Sox too. Like he'll tweet about their season and like, it'll all be all caps. It'll be the street. It'll be like him being excited that him being down about them. So he's, he's watching the games. Who's the one his one, he, he'll sometimes have the Yankee guy on, but only when the Yankees are playing bad. It's so oh, it Jack. Oh yeah. Yeah, he has Jacko on to just shit on Jacko about the Yankees and Aaron Boone. And that's it. And and it's like like you like to your point, like baseball dominates one season. You can get somebody on here to talk baseball with you, man. You he like he has to. I would listen to it. Even dude, get a Red Sox beat writer. Like Yeah, yeah. How exactly. Exactly. Request that. Like, they probably love you in Boston. Get a Red Sox beat writer on. Who cares? It can't be that hard. But he, he's, I don't know if he's lazy. He can't, maybe he's just a little lazy now to get people. I don't know. The, it, it goes back to the lack of guests, you know? Yeah, I think it is. And, and I think, okay, so like that, that's an example of the baseball one, but he could do that for any, any subject. He, he could have on. He, I mean, he could do, like the Bill Simmons of 2007, you know, was not monologuing for 20 minutes of a pod and then talking over his guest for the rest of the pod. Like this is <laughs> this is not what he was doing. And so when people say, "Oh, I don't even want to hear Bill talk about baseball," yes, I'm I'm listening to Bill Simmons as a sports variety entertainment podcast. I want some other sports on there besides NBA, like. Uh, do I care about the M- MVP race in the NBA three weeks into the season? Of course I don't. No. Yeah, and then it's the same guest too. Now it's just the same NBA. It's M- M- I like Mahoney. We talked about him, but then it's like KOC spouting 
nonsense about the Celtics, of course, or God, dude, now he's got, he's got Doc Rivers on there. Like there's no, nobody wants to hear about Doc Rivers. Like that was his big, like get to get the old Celtics coach who just lost his job. Like, dude, I don't want to hear about this guy. This guy and this Doc Rivers, he's not a liar. He lies on his, on the, on when he's uh, announcing now too. It's just, it's weird. I, I, I wish he would get some more baseball guys. I totally agree. Yeah, wh- what are some of your um what are the guests you like that you, you want them to have on more? Oh, like 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 his like ringer people or just Just anybody? in general. Yeah, gu- guests that he's had on that you like and you should have more of. I mean, he hasn't had Zach Lowe on in a while and I really like Zach Lowe. He's probably my favorite NBA guy, but I don't even think he had like a season preview with him on cuz usually they like flop he comes on low post and he comes on Simmons post for like a preview. And he didn't even do that, I don't think. Unless, I don't think I missed that pod. Um, I don't know. Mahoney's probably the best one for NBA. Everybody else just kind of agrees with what he says or he just bounces off these insane takes. And, that, and that's it. it, it it's the, I like I like your your uh, hamster wheel comparison. That's all it is. Like, who was the guy he just had on yesterday? Who was the radio guy? I mean, I, I wasn't listening to that shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no way. <laughs> Like it's it's stuff like that, man. He just I don't know what happened. He used to have like these great guests. He had a run of guests. Even last year, he had a good run of guests. I don't know what happened. I really don't. It's a mystery we'll never know. I think I think it's God, he's lazy. That's why. Yeah. That's gotta be. Do you think he's more washed or just lazy? Well. I mean, I, ha- I had a meme about this today, which I thought was funny. I saw this. If you were listening, you didn't see my recent posts, but it was the. Did you watch the the David Beckham, uh, Victoria Beckham Netflix documentary? I did. I did. Okay, so so there's that famous moment when she's trying to act like she grew up like working class, and then he pops in. He's like, "Be oh, honest. <laughs> yes. What yes. what car did your dad drive you to school in?" And she finally uh, says, "Rolls Royce." Yes. So the the meme is that she says. The BS pod is as good as ever. And Beckham's, <laughs> be honest. I am being honest. <laughs> that is when was name. the last time Bill prepared for an interview? When he was at ESPN. Thank you. Door closes. And yeah, it had to have been. But he was getting good guests last year. Like I was I went through it. He had Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, Paul Thomas Anderson, Adam Sandler. He had Bill Hader too on like the it was like an anniversary pod. And then some, I don't know what happened. Maybe people don't want to talk to him. Maybe he is not hmm. trying anymore. I don't know. That's it's so weird. Funny. Yeah, there's like, like breadcrumbs here to like, if you look back, he had Freddie Gibbs on the pod. I don't know how he knows Freddie Gibbs. Like that was insane. That's interesting. So he's, yeah, he's not even, he's not even having on as like go-to celebrity guys either. It, it, yeah. Like usually like we would get like a Matt Damon pod or something, but no, we haven't gotten any of that. Well, you know, you know what he said recently in some of these interviews? He's like, I don't want people coming on that are just coming on to promote things. So, number one, you got to change with the times. Like, if they're coming on to promote something, that doesn't mean the conversation isn't going to be bad. It's up to you as the interviewer to actually go and have a good interview. And what... Wh- 
Are you saying that in the past you were just friends with people <laughs> and they came on? No, they were coming on to promote stuff. Yeah. When were they not coming on to promote stuff? Like Adam Carolla wasn't, but Adam Carolla was a buddy that they pitched fake movies together with. And it was great. And it, yeah. was, enter- it was entertaining. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. And then, well, maybe the Jennifer Lawrence thing scarred him. He's like, never, he's like, never, never again that we can't do a rewatchable spot if like of a new movie or if you're broadcasting your movie or, or anything. I don't know. It's weird. It's very strange. Well, and then even so, like one of I think one of the one of Bill's best like middle um, is Grantland episodes. He he had a Nathan Fielder in like 2014 before he was big. Before he was big. um, Yeah, he announced. Did you listen to this pod? I don't. I don't remember this one. But was 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 this right before his like HBO show? No, it was right before his Comedy Central show. Oh wow, he had him early. Yeah, so this, so I found out about Nathan for You, which is like one of the most. I th- it's a great show. I think it's hilarious. I it laugh out loud at some moments, but it's 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 a very odd show. Oh, to say right? that's that's being nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's not it's not a typical show. So it's not like you would really stumble upon it and and find like. I, I w- went to it because it sounded interesting from what the interview was. But basically my, my point here is that like in 2013 or 14, like Nathan Fielder went on the BS pod because he had a show coming out. Like Louis CK went on the pod because he had a comedy special coming out. Lena Dunham, another <laughs> infamous interview that he did in the Grantland days. Lena, did, did you know that Lena Dunham's interview actually got him the HBO show? I didn't. Wow. So the the nice Michael fact. Lombardo, who was the president of HBO at the time, said the reason he brought Simmons into HBO is that he saw that he was having conversations shifting right from like a big sports dude to Lena Dunham, and he was like a guy with that kind of range. I want that guy at HBO. I mean, it was it was it was not a bad move. The show just was insane. <laughs> the show was just it was. I don't even know. It was. You, it's, I don't even think it's on HBO Max. I was looking for it. I don't think you can find it. I think you have to YouTube it. Oh, they removed it because it was so I, bad. It was so bad. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's just if you if you I went through his Spotify and I was going through it to find when the last guest was that I was like a big famous guest, and I think it was Bill Hader, and that was last year. So maybe he's just That's maybe sad. he doesn't maybe he doesn't want to talk to people anymore. Maybe he just likes the lackiness and just bouncing off takes, and that's it. You know. I don't know. It's a shame. Yeah. And then finish finishing that thought. It's like Lena Dunham went on the BS report because a season of girls was premiering. Like it people celebrities have always been going on podcasts mm-hmm. to promote stuff. And, and isn't, isn't this a slap in the face to Jimmy Kimmel? Like Bill wants to be boys with Jimmy Kimmel, loved David Letterman, worked for Jimmy Kimmel's show. What does that say about Bill, when he's like, oh, uh, you know, I don't want celebrities to, to come under promote stuff. Dude, what is the late night TV show for? Exactly. Yeah. It's there's so many different theories. So I like I like that part, though. Like it, it, it is slapping the face there. It's weird, man. It really is. I don't maybe he's maybe he's like he's settled with what he does now. And he's just I, this is this is the reoccurring guest. This is who I'm getting. I don't care anymore. Because fantasy gets big people all the time. He gets people that are promoting his their movies that are coming out almost the week. Oh, up, he does. Sometimes. Okay, yeah. So. so he's so he's doing what a normal podcaster would do. <laughs> yeah. 
Like, Russillo got Austin Reeves. Like, how did Simmons not get Austin Reeves? Like, you've been talking about this kid for months. Russillo got him. I don't know, man. He could be lazy. Yeah. Okay, just for confirmation, as you were talking, I looked this up. Okay. So, Tri- Tribe was right again. For all the <laughs> haters out there, Tribe Tribe has spoke was right again. Okay. Lena Dunham, search. Lena Dunham, BS report. Okay. January 14th, 2015. She goes on the BS report. Let's look at the girls' Wikipedia. Okay. Season three, prim- season four premiere, January 11th, 2015. She was fucking on the podcast to promote the show. Yeah. Exactly. Bill a decade later, I, I can't do it. No, nope, can't, can't do it. it. Anyone promoting anything is not welcome on the BS pod. You have to come <laughs> on here because you love me and you're best friends with me. It's like, get over yourself, man. I'm heated. I'm fucking heated because I, I can't believe this thing. I can't believe it. It's a shame. It, it is. It, it, and his, the podcast industry, is. It, it's just so big now. He can eat. Like That's why people jump on these podcasts to promote their stuff. And to think that like he doesn't want people to do that is just insane. It's how I difficult is a forty-five minute conversation? Well, we can ask Jennifer Lawrence that, and she'll tell us. It's, she will tell us it's very difficult, apparently. But I guess it's I don't know. I, he maybe he's just dumb. He's just lazy now. He's he's okay with with what he's doing. Yeah. All right, so I, I want to be respectful of your time. Do you want to do some quick hitters, and then we'll try to wrap it up within the two-hour-ish range? That's perfect, man. What do you got? Right. Okay, so so the quick hitters here, we got – um, and this is, you know, the sending some stuff back and forth for the pod. Um, the cursing out of Jalen Green theory. So why don't you explain <laughs> on that? Well, this, this, this happened – I think it was last year. He – or no, two years ago when Jalen Green was a rookie. Um, he on the podcast, they're talking about him and like his rankings and if he's going to make the rookie, the rookie first team. And he says, fuck Jalen green. That guy will never, I don't, I don't have the exact words. I don't want to like misquote him, but he does say fuck Jalen green. And so my theory is ever since then, he hasn't had a lot of NBA guests on here. He used to get players. He used to, I remember the Jimmy Butler interview. He used to have to rant a lot. I don't know. I can't remember if he had Kyrie Irving. I don't. He may have had him before the I Celtics. I think he had Kyrie Irving on the Celtics. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then ever since then, he hasn't had a lot of NBA guests. He. I mean, he had Raja Bell, but Raja Bell wasn't was an un, an employee. And it wouldn't surprise me because he is like everybody knows him, especially in the in the in the NBA world. And if he's gonna curse out this rookie, and like I'm looking at here, Jalen 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 Green says, when I saw it, I was like, like damn. I don't know him. What did I do to him? I don't even know where this is coming from. Um, so that could have trickled down here. And then, because he hasn't had, again, this goes back to our our guest, the, our guest theory recently. All right, actually here, I have the full quote here. Fuck Jalen Green. <laughs> I don't care that you're scoring 40 points on your team's 19 and 60. Congratulations. Herb Jones is like guarding dudes in real games. Now the Houston people are going to be mad at me. I'm sorry. I like winning players. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Jalen Green will get there. It's just the team was 21 and 61 this year, or whatever. So if you look at the breadcrumbs, there hasn't been that many NBA guests, and I wonder if that if the players said like we're never going to go back with this guy. Like you 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 can't. And this is a voter for he votes for these awards too. 
Like, how are you going to be a voter saying that? It's just insane. Just one of his, just what, just something I was thinking of that I like threw at you. I want to see what, what you thought. Well, and I remember, so I, I totally agree with you. It's, it's not appropriate to say, I don't care. I don't care if it's joking. It's not appropriate to say. And you might be yeah. like, yeah, you're getting too serious. No, it's not appropriate to say even a joking matter. I think secondly, Bill should recognize this and he could have had more fun with it, apologized for it, and basically said, I didn't mean anything about Jalen Green. But, um, you know, he, he could have been a little bit more apologetic after it happened. Now, I didn't listen to this, but did you listen to when Jalen Green actually went on the pod? I didn't, but I did listen to the um he he um he tweets at him too. The tweets up here he says Green says, Shout out Bill Simmons, you are my dog for real. And Bill Simmons says, Congrats, I am still rooting for you. Don't let the fake news ruin it for us. I just like 22, 2022 Herb Jones more for first team, which was the whole point of the joke. Excited to see what, what you, you have in store for your second year. So he's now saying it was a joke. But if you listen to the clip, it, it's not like in a joking matter here. He's very serious about this because he th- and he he also takes that takes that voting stuff so seriously. Uh, yeah, it's, ve- it's I, very interesting. So I was, I I'm I'm on the this the this the thread from the subreddit when he said it, and um, someone someone said, "Is Bill Simmons still relevant?" I tuned him out years ago. And then <laughs> I, I pop up in the comments. I don't even remember saying this. I say negative. He is he never recovered. <laughs> From the failure that was any given Wednesday, oddly people still <laughs> listen to his pod. <laughs> I guess I needed this outlet. Either, I, I, I guess uh, because otherwise I'd just still be angry in the subreddit with those comments. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just an, just an interesting because I was thinking, what well, who have his he he hasn't gotten a lot of NBA players on there since that because he, he used to get so many. He's like a good space to talk NBA. He always had interesting questions, but um, yeah. You know who I think is market corrected Bill in the NBA player interview department and even Zach Lowe too. I think it's JJ Redick. Yeah, he really has. That's a very good point. And like, there's, there is, um, I feel like there's like a, there's different like corners of the NBA content world. Like there's, there's, these, there's the hot take people. Um, and then there's, there's these people like J, JJ Redick who actually like to break down basketball, like the actual way of playing the way like these sets that these teams are running and not just like canceling these guys for like one bad game, one bad performance and just like shitting on them. Like Reddick actually wants to talk ball and it's great to hear because he actually knows what he's talking about. Um, but yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think the, the KD interviews didn't help either because no. they're too bad. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. Just a little breadcrumb there. I'm sure they'll maybe they'll probably like an investigative thing about it on Twitter somewhere you can find about it. Yeah. All right. Another one. Um, you said you have a KOC Twitter exchange over draft license. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me see. I I may I'll send it to you. I'll have to find it. But um, have you ever read his draft guide? Uh, no. All right, so he does like a big NBA draft guide for like when the rookies are coming in, and it, it's very like in depth and it's very this and that. But his comparisons are just they're so generic and just so bad. <laughs> so he compared, and I was trying to like think of a better word. I was like, let me. I think this is it's it's just, just bad. bad. Yeah, it's, it's just good. bad. Um, 
he compares LaMelo Ball to his brother, Lonzo Ball. That's the comparison. And I tweeted him. I said, this is the laziest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> how, like how you're, you're an MBA. You consider yourself a big NBA guy in the media. And this is your comparison. You're just comparing brother to brother. And he said something smarky. And I, I think I said, I was like, how Kevin O convenient of you to say this. And then he said something just like so bizarre. I can't find it. My one buddy has it like pinned. I'll have to find it. Maybe I'll just send it to you. Maybe we, I can, I can put it on there. It was just, Oh, I like, got it. You found it. I got it. Yeah. Okay, can you read it? Yeah. What, so are, what got, did I even say? Okay, so so yeah, I'll set I'll set it up. Yeah, so you you tweeted a picture of Lamelo Ball. He's number six, <laughs> and shades of Jason Williams and Lonzo Ball. And so you said Kevin O'Connor NBA. You couldn't find the better Lamelo comp than his blood brother. You're a professional <laughs> basketball journalist. <laughs> and then Connor goes. Connor Kevin goes. Wow. Blood brothers don't have any similarities. Never realized that. Laugh my fucking ass off, please. Like, what is, dude? Like, and then dude, you have a comment. Do you want your comment? I, yeah. What did I say? And then you said, "Laugh my fucking ass off." Comparing a prospect to someone he's naturally and genetically going to share traits with. How Kevin O'Convenient. <laughs> I don't think he blocked me. I just stopped like harassing him about it. But like, why are we so lazy? Like you're gonna compare him to his brother. Like that's like if Bill was like, Marvin Harrison Jr. reminds me of Marvin Harrison. Like it's just like this laziness that I just didn't understand, especially for someone from KOC who he holds himself so highly as this NBA draft guru. And not only that, but Lonzo and Lamella Ball are just two different players. It's it's just it was I I I'm surprised he's he responded because i was harassing him about like other stuff too there's probably a whole thread of me tweeting at oh him, but... I'm, I'm bringing some of them up right now <laughs> so so first of all do you have a background do you like not like koc for some reason i never really liked any of his takes his whole shtick of there was something that just bothered me about him i don't know what it was maybe i don't know just like his nba the style he was watching the game the way he would talk about the game his takes are always just very very bizarre to me and then it turns out he's just a Bill Simmons lackey from, like I think he's from Boston too. So it's like he followed he, is, yeah. he followed Bill guy. to California. Um, well, and he, Bill wanted to make him Zach Lowe, and he's never rose the challenge. No, he's, he doesn't have the personality to be like Zach Lowe. He just doesn't. You have know what? It. That's probably it. It's his personality is not there to be an NBA media personality, but Bill tried to force on us for so long, and we revolted against it. Yeah. Well. I guess I revolt into it a little bit heavy, but you're going to drop these crazy NBA takes. Like, I'm going to have to say something, man. Like, you, you, you can't compare brother to brother here. Like, are you watching the game or are you not watching the game here? All right, so we got we got some tweets from you. Okay, so this is, this is you in July 2020 tweeting at him. This is the worst bit on the internet. Your boss slash daddy even brought it up as well. <laughs> Do you remember it- what, the, what you were responding to? Don't take LeBron for granted. Is it yes. that one? Yeah. Yes. He, he was tweeting it all the time and nobody was taking it for, nobody's taking him for granted. Nobody, like we're, cause this was, you said this was summer 2020. Yep. Dude, we're, nobody's doing anything. We're all sitting around watching the COVID bubble NBA finals. And it was, it was awesome because the whole world was watching it and he's tweeting, don't take him for granted. Don't take him for granted. Dude, nobody's taking him for granted. I, I'm almost, I'm almost positive. What else do you have in there? Anything else good? This is funny. So we got a 
I would do anything to play Kevin O'Connor in basketball. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, there's that as well, because the way, yeah, I think that's what it was for this. The way he was talking about basketball was like, he could step on a court and just do anything you asked him. And I just don't believe that. And I, I would be like, I want to see him play or just even shoot. You don't have to play. I want to see you shoot a basketball into a net. And if it goes in, cool. If not, even funnier. But yeah, he never responded to that one either, shockingly. I think I would tweet at him, can you send us a video of you shooting a basketball? Yeah, you said, let's see your basketball abilities. <laughs> <laughs> um, another one that I like here, so it's a video of him playing the guitar. Yes, this Do is you good. remember your comment? <laughs> uh, oh, it's something, it something about um, Ben Simmons and his right hand or left hand guitar yeah, playing. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think you're a better guitar player with your left hand. <laughs> oh man. I used to, yeah, I guess I used to get at him a lot about this stuff, man. He just used to just irk me for some reason. I don't know why. Well, and then, so, so when you had that, I would do anything to play in basketball. Somebody responded to you. Eagles guy. Do you know Eagles guy? He sounds very familiar. Yeah. Okay. He says, I know nothing about this guy, but anytime, his name pops up in my feed. He's getting bullied on Twitter. Now, that's November 2019, so this has been going on for a while. And then you said, one of Simmons' boys on the ringer, one back screen would end him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he. this must have been – This is great. Yeah, he must have been just hating on something that I like didn't have time for. And, yeah, this has been a feud. I forgot how, how deep I went in, and he finally responded. It was insane. He responded in like two seconds too. No, he you you've been crushing them. <laughs> I mean, I love I love this. This is this is tough love, but he needs it. He absolutely needs it because uh, we. I mean, there's been a lot of discussion about KOC on the sub and on the pod, but I mean, people people don't like the guy that much. No. Well, you now you got like you got all this all these tweets too. Now people can go back and look at what I was saying to him. Me just. Trying to see him play some basketball, maybe get a little back screen action on him, and yeah, that's it. Man, that's funny. I'm glad you brought that up. That is that is too funny. I forgot about the back screen one. That's so funny. Yeah, I mean, oh, then and this this goes with it too. I would pay an insane amount of money to watch you attempt to take a charge, make it happen. <laughs> This is like this. I want to explore this fascination. Like you, me to Bill Simmons is you to Kevin O'Connor. Yeah, but like Bill was like, Bill was great. He was never KOC was just his like lackey. I like your Zach Lowe comparison too. That's great. But I think he was tweeting about somebody taking a charge, right? And like it wasn't hard to do or something like that. Or he didn't take the charge, and I just I I would like have his tweets on alert here, obviously, and just like attack him. But that's wild. Yeah. Too funny. I'm glad you brought those up. Those are good. Hopefully there's somebody else out there who, who shares this KOC stuff. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Those are, those are absolutely hilarious. And then wh why don't we, um, why don't we end it on this? Um, yeah. Cause this is a continuation from, I realized I said that half an hour ago, but this, it's just too much fun talking uh, about Bill Simmons and the ringer <laughs> universe. Um, but we will, we will end it on this. I promise the listeners out there. Um, Okay, Ringer. So this is a continuation from last show when, or was it even last show? I kind of forget. But anyway, it was Bill Simmons as Michael Scott. Oh, it was it was perfect. 
So, sure. and it, it, it's totally perfect. It totally works. So other Ringer characters, other Ringer writers and podcasters as characters in the office, any, anything immediately come to mind for you? Um, I think fantasy is fantasy Halpert. He comes off as Halpert to me. Um, I could be wrong there just from the way he carries himself on the big picture pod. And I, <laughs> I was going to say Priscilla could be Todd Packer just from the way he like carries himself on the pod. And some, some, some of the, just the way he talks. Um, um, but yeah, that's kind of, I, I, somebody was Gabe too. Is that, is that, is that the guy's name? I, I forget the later seasons kind of like, I like forget about, but who's the tall guy? Gabe, right? Yeah. Would Gabe be KOC? Well, is Dwight KOC? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I guess Dwight is KOC. No? Just like loyal, will do anything for Bill. Agrees with everything he says. Yeah. Then who's who's CR? So, so yeah, so CR is not Jim. Then no, I think I fantasy's think fantasy Jim. is more of the. I think he's Jim. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I, I honest, honestly, I can't. I can't say I'm a big CR guy. Would it, well, but CR that also is the same as uh, Craig Robinson as Daryl. So is is CR Daryl? He that's that could be an interesting one. This will be a good one for the for the Reddit page too. They can kind of um, vote on this or have a discussion because your Michael Scott one was really really funny, and I was I was imagining because Michael does this thing where. He's so bad at his like he'll he'll act like he's so bad at his job, but then he'll turn it on in a second and be really good at it, which I like think is so funny. Like with his like sales pitch and stuff like that, how he like gets like uh the at the at the convention center when like they're all mad at him and he's trying to throw the party and then he then he makes the big sale that nobody else can. Um that's kind of what Bill does. Like he can turn mm. it on sometimes and he is loyal to his employees too, sometimes. <laughs> Do we um, think? Um, do we think Tate Frazier is Pam? Tate Frazier as Pam. Explain. <laughs> Go. So, yeah. So Pam kind of grows up, right? So she, she, she kind of she starts, she starts as the secretary. You know, has a relationship issue. You know, season three, she finds herself uh, when Jim's away in Scranton, and then not in Scranton when Jim's in Stanford, and then she eventually becomes salesperson and then after that wasn't she like office administrator or whatever but she she works herself up from secretary she does which is she... Tate Frazier because Tate started I think helping I think Tate delivered ESPN materials to Bill when he got fired and then they yeah. hit it off and then that's how the, and then Bill hired him and now he's, now he's on ringer. yeah I could do Tate on Tate as Pam that's a good one all right, so we have Michael as Bill. We're thinking fantasy as Halpert. I think Russillo as Packer could be actually pretty funny, just because like he like comes yeah. and goes, and every time he comes in, he's very like aggressive and probably inappropriate. Um, we got to do Nard Dog too. That yeah. Andy could be tough. Andy could be but, tough. Wait, like, so uh, so when I when I te- when I say to you, who's the dumbest person at the ringer? Who comes to mind first? Dumbest. Oh my, well, that. 
I, mean, I would say KOC, but the Dwight one is so good. Like that makes so sense because what the dumbest one would be Kevin, correct? Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to think about it. This is good. This is a good discussion for you can ask other guests too about this too. See see if they have anything. Because we got. I, I was kind of thinking maybe this Stephen Ruiz guy who's ranking Brock Purdy like the twenty third best. <laughs> he could be that. Yeah, sure. I'm you know? Are we missing anybody? Um, no, I don't, uh, in terms of the ringer or the, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like Stan, like someone could be Stanley who gives, who, who's a little bit, um, who doesn't always agree with Bill is, is, is Mallory Rubin Stanley? Yeah. Mallory could be that, that could be a good one. Stanley could be a good one. What about nephew Kyle? Are we casting nephew Kyle? Oh, great call on nephew. Maybe nephew Kyle's Nardog. Yeah, Suck, sucks at his job. I mean, Nardog's <laughs> the worst salesman. He's, he's never made it. Kyle's a terrible producer. He's never made a sale. He's never done it. Yeah, yeah, this is interesting. And then, oh, you know, I had I, I Rusilla could have been Packer or Ryan Howard because you know when Ryan leaves too, like that could have been like him going to ESPN and then like coming back to the Ringer because that was always like a big get. And then Michael was like obsessed with Ryan when he was back. He was the intern. Back when he like he he was interned in New York, then he came back. It's can interesting. We, yeah, can, can we go? Closterman is Creed. I like that. That's good. Yeah, that sounds that sounds right. And then Oscar. Oscar's a good one, and we got to do Oscar, Phyllis. There's a lot. Yeah, we yeah, we dude, we can we can definitely get a Ryan. If it's and it, yeah, it probably isn't Rosillo. Yeah. Is Ryan. Mm. Well, who who does Bill really like a lot? Cuz Michael was obsessed Mahoney? with Ryan. Mahoney. But Mahoney Mahoney's not dickish enough to be Ryan, right? No. Zach Lowe's not on the ringer. I like Lowe would be a good Ryan. Because he's, he's sometimes he shows like dickish tendencies on his podcast. It's not it's like it, but it's not like mean, you know. It's just it's it's his po- podcast. True. Is there anybody that Bill dislikes that he brings on for your for Toby? Um, yeah, not not really, right? No, no. I'm trying to think oh. of like when, when was the la- when was the last time Bill like didn't have a good time on the pod. Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> yeah, so that doesn't work for two. Do do um this? Well, actually, should we should we maybe go? Do we do we throw Kevin Wilds in here? You could throw Kevin Wilds in do we, there. Do we throw Kevin Wilds in as Packer, and do Ryan as Ryan? There we go. Ryan would like that. He would you love know? that actually. Because because Wilds kind of comes in every once in a while with this cra- with his crazy half baked ideas. Yeah, I'm. I agree. That's good. This is good. This is very good. This actually makes perfect sense. I'm like I'm like envisioning it. All right. So we we yeah we got a few more. Um, I don't know. Are you like so? Do you listen? Because I don't really listen to a lot of the other Ringer stuff. So like what what other Ringer people can we use here? Or did we pretty uh, much fill the big ones? You did Dobbins, you did Ruben, you did he, Dan Charles. Oh, Dobbins. I don't even. I've never listened to her in my dude, life. I don't know. Dude. What Joe House. What are we doing, cousin Sal? Ooh. We're forgetting these people. Um, it's cousin- yeah, that's a tough one. 
Joe House. Well, Joe House is kind of like Packer. Joe House is either Packer or Kevin. Interesting. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, because he could be he could be Kevin Fox. That's true. Yeah, actually, Stephen Ruiz, you're off the hook. We'll we'll put Joe House as Kevin. He's still listening. <laughs> Um, all right, no, I think I think we we got it. We got a good start here. We got a yeah, good start. Absolutely. Let's um, yeah, maybe maybe we'll do a post about this, or um, yeah, I'll keep I'll keep asking the listeners what they think. I think people will like this because I think people like like the Michael Scott one. I thought that was that was spot on with Simmons being Michael. Yeah, yeah, no, I to- totally agree. People really enjoyed that. Um, all right, man. I think we, uh, I think we crushed it. I think this is good. This was great, man. I really appreciate you uh, asking me on here, man. This is good. You, uh, you got a, a really cool thing going on here. I really, I think it's, it's interesting that people also think the same way about Simmons and how he is de- declining, um, and people are like disappointed in it, and people want to make fun of him. But it's a good, it's a good mixture here of like making fun of him while also like reminiscing about him. Um, but yeah, you do a good job, man. Where it's uh, you have more fans than I think you realize. Well, we so as as of this, and I appreciate that, and, and thank you for making time to come on. I mean, yeah, this of is, course, man. it's a long time. Um, and and for <laughs> I we did say be I did I I said this the last time too. I was like, we I did say I wanted to do it for more like an hour, but it's like if it's if it's too fun, the conversation it, it is, man. Longer. And people listen to it. That's the thing. If people were like yeah. not listening to it, it'd be different. But obviously, with the Reddit thread and your followers are going up, man, it's uh, the pot is having a moment, as you always say. Yeah, yeah. I checked it. I just checked it recently. I've got four seventy-seven Spotify followers and one hundred nine now from Apple. Dude, that's awesome. So that's a consistent, and and the pods are getting the the three most recent pods uh, with guests have got over five hundred and and fifty listeners each. So people are listening. Yeah, absolutely, man. Hopefully, this one gets gets some uh, listens too. I'll definitely uh, I'll retweet it. A lot of my friends were thinking I was kidding about coming on. But <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> they're like, "You're going on a podcast to talk about a podcast." I was like, "Yeah, why not?" Like he invited me on. Bill Simmons is an interesting guy. Like, why would I not want to talk about this guy? So you, you got to let me know your reaction when when you drop when you link them the pod and then they're like, "This is fucking two hours and fifty minutes." <laughs> what was going on, dude? <laughs> well, you got to listen to it, man. We were just kind of vibing, you know. We there's a lot of chainsaws getting thrown, you know. The chainsaws thing true, yeah. it kind of took over there, and you know, we were, it was good. It was like a there's like a disagreeing part too, which was you know people like that stuff you know yeah no totally so yeah like, like we talked about earlier i gotta find a good a good title because we look and, and i i will do this like i'm not afraid to, to title bait here because ruben's hot right now ruben's yes. very hot it's a hot topic we gotta hit on ruben and then um yeah i think beyond that will be good but yeah no any um any closing words here you think we're we're good to wrap this up and uh you know, I think absolutely would, would love to have you back in whatever capacity you'd want to be on the pod for, whether it's another another pod or whether it's a roundtable for something. Yeah, man, I am. Uh, I, I, I was I, I was happy to do it. I'm glad I, I was able to time and I thank you for inviting me on. And yeah, I, I hope I'm able to come back. You know, this was a lot of fun. I got 
uh, I got other people who would love to discuss this man and what he's become and what he's doing and the good times and the bad times. Um, but yeah, this was great. And I appreciate you. Let me come on for sure. Awesome, man. Well, uh, really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you for that. And we'll have you back on at some point soon. And with that, cheers to all the listeners and uh, have a good one, everybody.